Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. We're together in sound and vision, IMSA TV and IMSA Radio. Great to have your company. Spectacular looking mid-Ohio sports car course. Over the last few weeks and months, it's been particularly damp around here, so it's even more green and pleasant than normal. But off the racing line is treacherous for cars and drivers. Any small mistake here, and you will be bogged down and require some assistance from the tow trucks. 13 corners, two and a quarter miles of some of the most challenging tarmac anywhere in North America, and therefore the world of sports car racing. The keyhole at the top of the hill, well, that's caused some problems this weekend, as has the braking area at turn four. The carousel, well, has been pretty clean, actually, this week so far. Now that I've said that, of course, that means that it will all break out like mad during the race. It's the 50th anniversary year of IMSA. Happy birthday to the International Motorsports Association. This golden year has already been Brilliant in terms of what it's delivered in action and excitement. And for the first time really this weekend, we can see shadows around the circuit here at Mid-Ohio. A lot of green gaps in the parking areas because they're still not able to be parked on. Everyone looking for hard standing, but there's a good crowd here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Just not parked in the places that they normally are. Jeremy Shaw is the... Voice that is alongside me, John Hindoff, in the IMSA broadcast booth. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Looking forward to this one. Oh, very much. This is going to be really, really interesting. The field is so closely matched uh, in each of the classes. And, uh, you know, picking a winner here with so little dry t- dry weather running this weekend. As you say, as you say, the, f- the sun just beginning to poke through now. That's good news for a lot of these teams. But uh, there's a lot of question marks going in. A lot of them really don't know how the tyres in particular, uh, not that they're going to last, but whether they can get them up to temperature and how long that is going to take. I'm going to say a quick hello right at the start of our broadcast to one of our super fans in Pittsburgh. Hello to Will. I know that they'll be tuned in around the world. But, Will, nice to have your company today as well. Well, enjoy the two hours and 40 minutes. We're in our Michelin Countdown to Green, our Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy. Track position is key here. It's almost in some ways like where we've just come from, from, from Long Beach to the street circuit, because it's not very easy to pass here. No, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, switchback corners here from left to right and even the main straight there's a kink halfway down there as well so it's not easy to get a run on here it's not a particularly wide track as we heard Earl Bamba talk about a few minutes ago but you know it is possible to overtake here but traffic certainly is a problem and for the prototype cars when they come to work their way through the GT traffic they've got to be patient 
Those DPIs, the cars at the front of the field. It's a three-stop race if we go green all the way. But it's tight on fuel. But fuel might not be the determining factor here this weekend. No, it's certainly going to be the tyres. And not that they need to change the tyres, because the tyres will last around here. The longevity of the tyres is great. There's very low degradation here. It's not a super grippy track, so it doesn't take a lot of energy out of the tyres. But getting the heat into them, that's the difficulty. And we're going to see there's a lot of scrubbed tyres, particularly during the warm-up this morning. I don't remember busier warm-up than we had uh, at eight o'clock this morning T uh, teams out there just uh, making sure that uh, they had tires scrubbed in ready for the race if you start on brand new sticker tires which you would like to do normally if there's a grippy surface but here you really want that the, the kind of edge if you like taken off the brand new fresh michelin tires so that's the tpis three stops and it's tight the GT's Jeremy Shaw, two stops, an easy two-stop race in terms of two hours and 40 minutes. But how do you take, how do you split the race up? Do you empty your tank on your first run? Do you go short and pit immediately? You know you can get to the end. And that is the strategic conundrum for everyone on the pit wall. Yeah, and then whether or not you do, you change tyres. Uh, because uh, you, you, you can certainly change the tyres within the window of time that will be taken to, put, to refuel the cars. But do you want to keep the, the hot tyres on the car, keep the, the tyres with some temperature in them already, or do you go out on a fresh set and, and have to build up the temperatures? With the sun now coming out, that even that might have changed the strategy from what it was just, say, 15 minutes ago. The cars are rolling out of the pit lane. We're live across the world in sound and vision. IMSA TV and IMSA Radio together. Hello from John Hindorf, Jeremy Shaw and Shea Adam in the pit lane. At the front of the field, the DPIs may not be able to exploit all of their performance potential and get that power to the ground early on. This could be an interesting start to the race here. I think it's going to be a fascinating start to the race. Like Patrick Pile was uh, insinuating, the GTD cars with their ABS will be able to switch on the tires a little bit quicker than the GTLM cars. And then some of the slower DP cars and LMP2 cars, are they going to be a challenge for the GTE cars at the front? GTLM could wind up being the most interesting class for the pole sitters and the last in class, strictly because their track that they're used to not having to share with the faster and slower cars might just be occupied by people and they weren't expecting to see there. Hello to Harry Tinknell, who has been playing his trade in the World Endurance Championship. Harry is tuned in back in Europe 25 minutes before 7 o'clock there. H, nice to know that you're tuned in watching your Mazda colleagues uh, here at the track. Can Mazda go a couple of steps to the podium better than they've done here before? This is where they've had their best race, Jeremy Shaw. They're in the best position, certainly with the 77 car. And once again, Oli Jarvis has been an absolute star in qualifying. Can they convert that into a race? They kind of have to now. They must must get this win at some stage. Yeah, you know, the, the Acuras are going to be tough to beat. The Cadillacs are always tough to beat, so it's going to be a very, very competitive race. Uh, Ryan Hunter-Ray, of course, drafted in instead of Harry Tinkler this weekend, with Harry otherwise disposed at Spa. Uh, Ryan, I spoke to him this morning. He's loving driving this nimble little Mazda. It's a fabulous car for him to drive, but he says he wishes he could have qualifying over again because coming into this weekend, he hadn't even driven the car, hadn't even been to the simulator. The deal was done relatively late. Only at Long Beach was he approached to drive 
drive this car, so I hadn't had any time to do any uh, development work at all. So he came in here completely cold. Most of practice and qualifying was, was wet. Qualifying was finally dry, but he was a very steep learning curve. Getting the car fast around here in a wet is one thing, but completely different lines in the dry. He knows the lines, but he wasn't super confident in the car. or He, he wanted to make sure at least he didn't make any mistakes. So he knows a lot more about that. He's a lot better prepared going into the race than he was for qualifying yesterday. And just thinking about those Acuras, they had the win here last year. That was their best result. It hasn't been a banner start to the Acura programme for Team Penske. They don't do learning years, and by their mm. own very high standards, it wasn't the year they were looking for last year. And, and they haven't had a great start to this year in terms of the results either. No, the results haven't been there. Certainly, the car has certainly been competitive, no question about that. And they had that one-two finish here last year. This is the Acura Sports Car Grand Prix, so uh, they come in here with very, very high expectations. And the cars are both good, uh, and I think they, the, the, uh, the Acura ARX 05s, so they're going to be well suited to these conditions now, particularly with the uh, the sun coming out now, just to give, you, give me the asphalt a little bit more temperature that is going to play into their favour as it is for several of the other teams. Two hours and 40 minutes is on the clock and this is the fourth round of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season. We started with the Rolex 24 Daytona, a circuit that is unlike any other. We then went to our second Florida race in two races at the start of the year, the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring on an airfield track that is, quite frankly, like no other. Then we went to our shortest race of the season, 100 minutes, and the teams and drivers had to conquer the concrete canyons of that short race on the streets of Long Beach. So for our fourth challenge, it is a fourth different challenge here on the undulations of the two and a quarter miles of Mid-Ohio Sports Car course. It's also the first Jeremy Shaw of our two hour and 40 minute races, which means for the first time, we've got to think about a brand new championship here in GTD, the IMSA Sprint Championship. Yeah, that's uh, going to added uh, you know, an extra string to the bow, so to speak. Something else for the GTD teams to chase. And uh, this is the first of, what, seven races, I guess, we've got in this format for the season. So that's going to be interesting, too. Great to see McLaren here for the very first time in GTD. That gorgeous 720S run by Compass Racing. The car has qualified very well in eighth position. Nice. Matt Plum, uh, he said afterwards he perhaps didn't get the best out of the car in qualifying. Perhaps there's a little bit more to come. Now, as the cars went across the stripe on the pit straight in front of the IMSA broadcast booth, the 2040 minutes started. That is the timing line, but we're not under green flag conditions yet. Not because anyone has had a problem, but because we don't start until halfway down the back straight. That is where our starter is. That is where the green flag is. And that is where Ollie Jarvis is leading the field down. Elio Castroneves has got a little bit ahead of the pool sitter here, and he has to be a bit careful. He'll be looking across his right shoulder. Beautiful two by two formation. Green, 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 and Elio jumped early and then had to get off the gas as Ollie Jarvis takes the line first and heads down to the heavy braking area, turn four. It's Dan Cameron trying to come around his left-hand side. He'll try and make the 
dash into turn number five as he goes across the top of the rise, but can't make that happen. Also, oh, the master's been turned around. The second master's been turned around, but what a save that was by Ryan Hunter-Ray. I felt sure he was going to spear off in the dirt. Meantime, there's a battle on right ahead of those guys. A lot of pain being traded early on by the TPIs. That just goes to show <laughs> what we were talking about in the Porsche keys to the race, how important track position is here, Jack. And how slippery it is on the first few laps of this race. Elio Kastronev is really struggling down there. He got into Ryan Hunter-Ray, the two IndyCar stars got together down there, and that cost both of them quite a lot of time, and it's enabled people to run in to get up into fourth place, but he's a long way behind the top three. Just so close to disaster so early on, and the guy's still being pushed around, and that Acura is, was uh, on the grass at one stage. In fact, we had the, I think we had the number 10 car as well of Renger van der Zander got pushed almost identical right to 45 degrees and beyond. How they got out of that unscathed, I've got no idea. Down in the GT ranks, oh, there was a big shunt in the GT ranks and uh, one of the P2 cars turned around, I think, there as well. It was it. Number, yes, it was. Yeah, number 38. 38 car coming into the pit lane. And there's damage to the Acura, number seven, in fifth position. That's Elio Castro Neves. He's wow. got a bit of bodywork behind the front wheel, over the front wheel. That's not <laughs> going to be allowed. He's going to have to pit that car and pit it early. Turner Motorsport in the pit lane as well with severe damage to the front of their normally beautifully yes. turned out BMW. He's run into the back of someone, I would say, from that. So it's been an eventful start, but we're still under green. The 96 Turner car is rolling, but I can only imagine to go behind the wall. Shea Adam, an unexpected pit caller early on. Yeah, never fails as soon as I run down to that end of the pit lane. It is going to turn left behind the wall. The Turner car, which was wearing tacos on the nose because Cinco de Mayo is their favorite day of the year. Sadly, not going to get their victory dinner. Shea Adam reporting for us here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV down from the pit lane. Let's take a little bit of a breath and try and work out what's going on. Well, Ollie Jarvis has checked out to nearly a second from Dan Cameron, 77 Mazda from six Acura, but all eyes on the number seven Acura of Elio Castro Neves as standard operational procedure. The start is being reviewed as through into fourth place goes Ryan Hunter the Mazda's liking a little bit of sunshine here, that dark red, mm. soul crystal metallic paintwork, almost looking black sometimes when it catches the bright sunlight. And Hunter Ray clearing yeah. Joao Barbosa and heading off in pursuit of people to Rani in the number 31, the bright red Cadillac that's up the road ahead of him. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Ryan Hunter Ray just saw him a little while ago and he was uh, really looking forward to the race. He felt a lot better prepared than he was for qualifying yesterday and uh, he, he was a brilliant save after being clobbered there by Elio Castroneves uh, going over the S's for the first lap. Uh, but he's think he's got away with it perhaps. Doesn't seem to be any damage to that car, whereas there is to the number seven Acura. And I think there's some damage to the back of the number five car as well. I'll have to see that the next time it comes through. It's not bothering the, the 77 or the 55. They are going great guns at the moment. Ryan Hunter-Ray had not sat in this car before this week. And he has been absolutely outstanding. Now, just think back to the start and see where it all started. It was the 31 Cadillac that got into... Elio Castro Neves, then Ryan Hunter was turned around by Elio as he was trying to recover, who then went side by side with the five, and that's where the damage 
came on the left front of Elio's car, right front of Elio's car rather, so that'll be the uh, left rear of the number five of Joao Barbosa showing uh, some signs of damage. We should be able to get a look at that the next time he comes past us. Well, that was exciting. It was. The very first flying lap, by the way, uh, the, uh, the race leader, Oliver Jarvis, set a new lap record around here. The first flying lap, it, despite the fact he hadn't yet got the full uh, heat into the tyres at that stage, one thirteen seven. Last time around, a new fastest lap was a, a 13.3 by Dane Cameron. This time, though, it's Ryan hunter Ray in that fourth place. Mazda car number 55, a 1 minute 12. 680. Significant penalty here, Jeremy. Patrick Pelier, who's leading GTLM, has been called for a jump start and will have to come in for a drive through. He's just coming in to the pit lane now. That's the only penalty that I can see for the start. So got a little bit anxious. Oh, he went very early indeed. Got in behind his teammate and then went past that car as well. Past three cars before the start line. So. Pele has given up the lead to Tommy Milner in GTLM. It's the Corvette that leads from the Ford GT number 66 of Sebastian Bourdier. Should mention about that car. That car is already wearing its Le Mans livery. What's special about that? Well, it's the 2016 Le Mans winning livery. Slightly different shades of red and blue and a bit of pinstriping. Just subtle differences to what we've been used to in the last couple of years. One of four throwback liveries, heritage designs that we expect to see from Ford for their final outing at the Le Mans 24 hours at June. So that uh, in June, should I say, that second, third for Lawrence Van Tour and the 912, then the two BMWs in GTD. Richard Highstand backing up his great performance this week has uh, solidified his pole position and leads by half a second from Trent Hinman in second, then Will Hardiman in third, Acura and Lexus then 14, 86, 19, Christina Nielsen, certainly holding her own with good pace in fourth position in the 57 the caterpillar sponsored acura nsx from msr but at the front of the field ollie jarvis has clear track as patrick Pele is picking his way through the gtd runners and has just gone by parker chase in the number eight audi and is heading towards zachary robichon in the i'm a lumberjack shirt that's the faf racing number nine so that is 28th position Overall, as he goes across the line, make that 27th because the pass has already been made. New fastest lap again by our race leader last time around. One minute 12.5 by Oliver Jarvis. Last year's pole record, by the way, was a 1.118 by Elio Castronovas. That was eclipsed by a full second this, this year by Oliver Jarvis. It's Oliver Jarvis who leads this race. And that bit of bodywork, by the way, on number seven. Uh, Acura on the, over the, the uh, right front tyre. That seems to have blown off that car. Oh, really? So it's no longer flapping around. I think that's what it looked like as it came past here to complete lap six. Of a trip to the pit lane. Shea Adams, someone who has been in, is... <laughs> the Performance Tech, number 38 LMP2 car. The car that actually won the 12 versus the Sebring in its category. It was Cameron Castles who started the car, even though Kyle Masson put it on pole. They were spun around at the start of the race, resulted in rear wing damage. They took that off and then realized that the left rear suspension needed to be fixed. Two guys going to work. They got it done.
and they're now just putting the body paneling back together. Brent O'Neill's boys and girls doing a fabulous job down here. Hello to Chelsea Jarvis, who's just tweeted in at IMSA Radio. She's got a watch party going on back in the UK, part of the uh, Mazda Long Distance Supporters Club this weekend with Harry Tinknell back in Europe as well. Chelsea, your boys doing good at the moment at the head of the field. Three quarters of a second over Dane Cameron. A long way to go, though. Still two and a half hours. And now the traffic starts. Mm. Ollie Jarvis in, and right up alongside the battle for first and second through turn one and the battle has gone for the moment at least to Dan Cameron, opportunist manoeuvre there by the Acura driver and that's the first lead change going up into turn two now, he drifts away from the Apex curb but that was all down to the traffic, it's always dangerous for the leader because you're the guy that wakes up all of those battles <laughs> weaving left and right it looks like Forza Motorsport out there in the sunshine fabulous weather great driving the cars looking fabulous with the backdrop of the bright green that has uh, been watered very well over the last few days the surrounding countryside here and now two cars wide in front of the new leader Dean Cameron can he get by them as he goes through madness under the Acura Bridge? Now heading towards Thunder Valley, having to take a little more curve than I think he wanted to. It's the Faf Motorsport Porsche that is just at the moment in the way for Ollie Jarvis. Then he goes by also the 76 Matt Plum McLaren, sixth position for that GTT McLaren. They'll be delighted with its early pace. Yeah. Now the leader caught up at the carousel in behind the Lexus, the second of the Lexus, that's the Frank Monte Calvo car. Can Ollie get by before the first corner, diving into it? It was just a moment's hesitation caused by one of the AMGs, the number 74 car of uh, Gar Robinson, and that just caught Ollie up for a moment, but quite clearly, that Mazda has got good pace. What we have seen though, Jeremy, that is the smallest engine of any of the DPIs, just a four-cylinder two-litre with a turbocharge, and it needs a little time to spool up. It doesn't have mm. that momentum and torque that the bigger engine cars have, and therefore traffic is a more difficult proposition for that car. It, it certainly is, and that showed, I think, though, on through turn one. Here is a number 54 car called Autosport, the Nissan making an early pit stop. Uh, but uh, just a word in GTD, it's still the uh, number 14 Lexus Richard Highstand that leads, but Trent Hinman in the Meyer Shank Racing Acura, he's come all the way from the eighth position to challenge Highstand for the lead in that category. Also on the move, charging hard, Christina Nielsen from the very back of the grid up to fourth place in GTD, super run by the number 57 as well. A little bit of fuel for the number 54 Core Autosport and a new driver, Colin Brown, is in until the end. The five-minute minimum drive time has been met. John Bennett, birthday boy as of yesterday, has job done. Thank you, Shea Adam, down in the pit lane. Keep having to remember to take a big breath when I can here. So much going on. The Michelin yeah. Pilot Challenge yesterday was an absolute barnstormer and we've got even better weather here today and the track is just going to get stickier and more grippy proper sunshine now here and just fluffy white clouds none of the dark threatening ones that we've seen recently at the head of gtd then richard highstand leading the gt daytona category for gt3 cars and right in behind here's the acura but they've got prototype traffic coming up on them that's ollie jarvis trying to come through past these bottling pair the blue flags will be out signifying there's a quicker car behind you but 
how do you know who it's for? And certainly the guy in the middle has to be very careful indeed. And that Acura is Trent Hinman, very experienced driver, stays out of the way and will try and go down the outside. What a maneuver from Hinman. Use the opportunity and perhaps a little bit of confusion for Richard Highstand as the second place DPI went by. Saw his opportunity and just didn't break where anybody would expect him to. Swept around the outside in the carousel and there's a new leader in GT Daytona. There's also a new third place car, that being uh, Ryan Hunter Rays managed to find past, uh, find a way past Pipo Durrani. So it's now accurate leads, but all of a sudden that gap has grown from first to second. A six seconds between Dane Cameron and Oliver Jarvis. So uh, Cameron here really taking full advantage of his greater experience on this sort of a racetrack in these sort of cars, and he's pulled out six seconds in the Acura over the pursuing Mazda of Oliver Jarvis, and, and a similar margin back in third place running really, really nicely now is Ryan hunter Ray in that number 55 car. Now, everybody just needs to settle down a little bit. Still, the better part of two hours and 26 minutes as hunter Ray now hits that battle for second place. Uh, first and second place in GTD. Also fighting the way through Patrick Pelier, who's back up to 21st position. And he is round about 20 seconds away from the back of the GT Le Mans field. After that drive-through for a jump start, my, what a jump start it was. He was never getting away with that. There'll also be a drive-through for the number 38 LMP2 car. Problems earlier on for that car, having been spun around in that early kerfuffle. Uh, working under the car without the proper jack stands. That's a drive-through. Now, battles right the way through the DPI field. Only eighth position for Renger van der Zander after he very nearly got spun around. Jungos Racing's Will Owen, the 50 in the white, green and orange car. He's battling him and right behind them is Misha Goitberg in the number 85, the yellow JDC Miller Motorsport Cadillac. So three Cadillacs there battling for eighth position on down. 10, 50 and 85. And they're in GT Daytona traffic as well. Who gets the advantage here? Well, I think for a moment at least it was Rengen van der Zander but here comes Goitberg getting a little bit of a draft up behind the Yukos racing car down towards turn four slow slow prototype very slow prototype right on the apex of the kink at turn three I think it's the 38 car yes it is that's the car that's all already been into the pit lane and that may be dead stick I'm not sure they've got any drive at all. And Shea Adam, that has caused a little bit of activity down in the pit lane. First ones to notice, as per usual, yellow team. That would be Corvette Racing. The number three crew jumped up onto the wall. They've got their air guns. They've got new scrubbed in Michelin slicks ready to go on the car. As soon as it comes into the pit lane, that would be on Magnuson bringing it in. Well, they may be watching to see what develops with that number 38 car as the Junkos JDC battle comes through. Across the line goes the number 10, Renga van der Zander in that glossy Cadillac. It used to be a much flatter black, but it, I think it looks way better when it's nice and shiny. At the front of the field, six seconds, the gap. Dan Cameron over Ollie Jarvis with Ryan hunter Ray. Another nine seconds further back. Those early incidents have opened up some gaps at the front of the field. They certainly have. Uh, the, uh, the pace at the front of those top three is really, really stout at this stage. They're the only cars to lap in the 14s. Uh, everybody else in the 15s or 16s, the prototypes behind them. 
as we see number 38 car limping its way towards the pits. Nice job there, uh, Cameron Castle, to get that car out of the way. Uh, also on the move, Elio Castroneves, he found a way past Joao Barbosa, number si uh, seven car, ahead of number five a couple of laps ago. Still got that damage to the right front, but at least the bodywork is not flapping around anymore. It's Jeremy Shaw outside, John Hainoff in the IMSA broadcast booth. Good news for us is that the 38 LMP2 car is into the pit lane. It has made it around, so it must have had some drive, but it was very slow. Shane, was, the engine must have been running there when it came in. Yeah, the engine was running, but it sounded like maybe he was stuck in gear. Uh, I think that would have been the issue because he turned the car off and coasted into his pit box. So live across the world, if there's no network TV deal, IMSA TV or the player at RadioLamont.com, XM Sirius 90.3 FM around the circuit and of course on the IMSA app. This is IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. We're live from mid-Ohio and the battles continue. As soon as the prototypes get a bit of clear air, it all kicks off again. And behind Renga van der Zander, a bit of queue forming there with Willow and Misha Goikberg and uh, hoving into view there as well. Although off the lead lap is That'll be Colin Brown coming through now because they've made their first pit stop. Mm. But he is a lap off the guys ahead of him. He is, yeah, and that's that was a tragedy. Minimum drive time is 10 minutes. Uh, so John Bennett uh, managed that and he's now handed the car over to Colin Brown and they'll be hoping to uh, get back on strategy. He's a lap down to the leaders right now, but plenty of opportunities to gain that back as the, as the race goes along. Uh, just talking about the GTD, by the way, it's still the Trent Hinman leads for Meyer Racing in the Acura car number 86. So a great day for Acura so far, leading both overall and in GTD. Richard Heisen doing a fine job Very hanging on job. there in second place. Hats off though to Will Hardeman in that number 19 Audi for more speed, running a very stout third place ahead of uh, Frankie Montecalvo, a uh, friend of uh, Christina Nielsen, who's worked away all the way from the back of the field, and Frankie Montecalvo dicing in there as well. In GT Le Mans, it's Tommy Milner who leads by nine tenths of a second to Sebastian Bourdier in the 2016 livery of Ford GT in the Le Mans winner. Then it's Lawrence Vanto in the 912. He's about the same distance back. Then it's about four seconds back to Conor de Filippi for BMW Team RLL. So the top three GTD cars in a bit of clear air now. So we get to see the relative performance of Chevrolet Corvette, Ford GT and Porsche 911 RSR. And we've got the top four places covered by the four different manufacturers once again. With BMW fourth and fifth Jesse Kron now up into fourth position. As our timing just resets itself. Cutter de Felipe a little further back. Then it's Magnussen, Ryan Briscoe and Patrick Pele for your top eight. With Colin Brown closing in on those guys. Trying to get back through the field towards the back of the DPI. Uh, back to the back of the DPI field. So... I wonder if one or two teams at the back, maybe Ryan Briscoe, is on a fuel save at the moment. Shea Adam is on the pit lane and has the opportunity to assess how deep the guys are going into turn one at least. He was coasting a pretty good distance into turn one. And remember the 67 Ford GT shared with Richard Westbrook was the car that got the first ever win for the Ford GT. That was at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca a few years ago and they won that on fuel mileage. Yes, that was the infamous fluffy pink slipper race, wasn't it? For Richard Westbrook, soft pedaled that car 
to fuel mileage that most teams could only dream about. So, Dane Cameron, and for the first time in a wee while, just a tenth of a second taken out of the leader by Ollie Jarvis. But that is because the number six Acura DPI, the Acura Team Penske car, is mired in traffic that is battling massively. And that's always a time of intense concentration for the drivers. Fastest lap of that, the 54 Nissan's race, 115.4. That's pretty quick in traffic for Colin Brown. The leader only did a 15 flat and a 14.7 last time around for Ollie Jarvis. So that is good running from Colin Brown as he, those guys are on a completely different strategy. He's trying to have a look at the number five. Big scrape down the five. Left-hand side of the five where Elio Castro Nevers drove into him earlier on. going to need a little bit of remedial work on the livery at least is there something hanging off that car as well or is it just a bit of the no there's this damage just behind the uh, left rear wheel and that was where it happened also a lot of mud on that car as well so they've been in those early tussles must have been close to or over the edge and the worry would be that uh, whatever it is that's hanging under the rear guard, the rear wheel arch would be rubbing on the Michelin tyre there. Another fastest lap for Colin Brown, his personal one. He's down in the 14.6s now. And only Ryan Hunter Ray faster than him last time around in the third-placed Mazda. Here's our Cadillac in-race update. Acura leading by 5.8 seconds. Just coming down a wee bit to Ollie Jarvis in second. Six from 77. Ryan Hunter in the second of the Masters, the 55, is another 9.7 further back in GT Le Mans. Chevrolet Corvette lead by half a second. The number four of Tommy Milner ahead of Sebastian Bordet. Bordet's got company two. Another half a second further back, the 912 Porsche. Lawrence Vanter in GTD. Trent Hinman has hit the front for Acura and the number 86, Myshank Racing Car. Richard Highstand, the pole sitter, nearly four seconds back now but some five seconds ahead of Will Hardiman in fourth posi third position, excuse me, in the 19 Audi. And Christina Nielsen from the back of the field to fourth in GTD in just about half an hour. And news coming from the organisers that Car 96, the Turner Motorsport BMW, officially retired. Heavy frontal damage we saw on that car earlier on. Jeremy Shaw, your thoughts about the first almost half an hour's worth of racing. Cool, Craggy, you're right, almost half an hour already. Uh, yeah, really interesting, isn't it? Uh, Dane Cameron just doing a masterful job out front, negotiating the traffic. The gaps or ebbs and flows is around, running around about six seconds now between the Acura in first place and the first of the Mazdas in second. Ryan Hunter Ray, he's turned into good laps. He's about eight seconds further back in third place in car number 55. And then Pipo Durrani in the best of the Cadillacs. His best lap in the race so far is a one minute 13.1. Uh, and that's the best of the rest. And top three are definitely in the class of their own at the moment in the overall DPI ranks. Well, the back, though, is a super battle in, 
in GTLM as we expected. Always. But uh, once again, it was the it was the Corvette that got the power down early on. I think taking advantage of a big front-engined car, the grunt at the start of the race, particularly with the jump start penalty for number 911 Porsche, has enabled the Corvette of Tommy Milner to lead this race in GTLM. But Pele is now only 13 seconds behind Ryan Briscoe in seventh in that class, despite that drive-through penalty. The Corvette just getting away a bit that lap by about a second on the rest of the field from the Ford in second, then Lawrence Vanto, and then Jesse Krohn is right there, top. Well, the lead, oh, the lead is sideways, going into turn one, going up the inside of the number 44 back this uh, racing Lamborghini. That was a very, very squirrely moment for Tommy Milner in the lead GT Le Mans car. May have lost some of that gap he's just built up, but then three cars under a second, second, third, and fourth. That's Ford, Porsche, and BMW with prototypes fighting their way through there. And coming through the field is the number 84 of Simon Trummer, the bright yellow car there at the top of turn five at the moment, heading down the hill to turn six, and there's all kinds of traffic there. And still that Lamborghini, the Magnus car, right in the mix as well doing his best to stay out of the way. Good driving by John Potter, who started that uh, dark graphite grey machine. Problem is, these GT cars are so, so quick. If the prototypes have a trouble, trouble, Tommy Milner got up the inside and just found a little bit of slippery tarmac. John Potter mm, just looked like John might have been going to turn in. I think he had seen him. Tommy wasn't taking any chances there, modified his line, locked the car up and then managed to get through turn two at the keyhole. Well, we've already seen one tactical throw of the dice with Colin Brown installed in the 54 Nissan, so he's got about 10 minutes more fuel than everybody else pitted on lap nine, at the end of lap nine. It was a drive-through pit stop at the end of lap five for Patrick Peele. Great dive down the inside for Colin Brown coming back through the field, but as he did that, he forced the Junkos racing Cadillac at uh, turn one. Oh, well, I say that. Actually, Will Owen just went back onto his racing line and clipped the BMW of Conor de Filippi. Yeah, the battling is going on there in GTLM, as, of course, we expected. Tommy Milner, though, he's uh, edged out just a little bit on the last lap. He's had a little bit of a breakthrough, some traffic. He's edged out a couple of seconds over Sebastian Bourdais. Come across the line this time, and there's a one DPI car between them. There's another one going past. That's Colin Brown to the inside, heading towards turn one. Colin Brown really is uh, doing uh, very, very well indeed. Again, this team, very little track time here in dry conditions. Same for everybody, of course, that is. But Colin Brown... Uh, clearly he's got a good handle on that car and he's working his way through he's turning some some uh, very respectable lap times indeed a 14.6 his best it's not quite up uh, with the front runners but still a good uh, bounce back great battle Misha Goikberg and Will Owen and Goikberg goes back ahead there Colin Brown fighting his way through the DPIs he's on an absolute tear but off the lead lap at the moment he's just got a lap back from Renga van der Zander the Wayne Taylor Racing, Kanika Minolta, DPI VR, not on the pace. Best of the Cadillacs, Pipo Durrani in fourth position, and he's 24 seconds away from the leaders. 
Japanese manufacturers holding sway here, although Acura will tell you they've got routes that run very deeply in this part of the world. And the manufacturing plant just up the road here in Ohio. Dean Cameron by 5.4 seconds. Ollie Jarvis just beginning to nibble into that lead now. Was up over eight seconds, now down to 5.4. And in GTD, it's still Trent Hinman who leads pretty comfortably now over Richard Heights, and he's pulled out about eight and a half seconds. In third position is Will Hardeman. He's about 10 seconds back in third and doing a really fine job there. But up behind Hardeman now, having found a way past uh, Christina Nielsen, is Zachary Rubichon in the FAF, that plaid Porsche, car number nine. Good three-car battle there for third place in GTD with uh, number 19 Audi ahead of the Porsche number nine and the Acura number 57. Not too far behind them, or actually right behind them is Frankie Montecalvo in the second of the AIM, Vassar Sullivan, Lexus cars. Let's go down to Sheer Adam in the pit lane. Performance Tech Tweaky, we're back at the garage for a quick fix. We put a new rear on the car and we'll rejoin the race. I think that must mean a rear deck uh, on that car or maybe a rear tire, but I don't know whether they would go to the garage for that change of position in GTD before we get a, an update from GTLM. I've been told that that's not a lumberjack shirt, it's a tin of shortbread, the number nine. Well, Zachary Robichon uh, is uh, making positions up and now in a third position in GT Daytona behind Eric Heistand for Lexus, who is in second in the 14, and Trent Hinman in the 86. Shit, Adam. We're about to see Patrick Pelay come onto the pit lane. The 911 crew is ready for him. But yeah, the 38 pit box for Performance Tech is currently abandoned. Uh, they are back in the garage. It's uh, actually a new uh, wing cluster on the back, so not the engine cover, uh, but the wing. So that's uh, part of the issue for Performance Tech. But the mechanics are actually motioning as if they're going to bring the car potentially in behind the wall, which is interesting. Patrick Pelay now in the pit lane. He's rumbling down. Maybe the crew guy is just trying to let everybody know to try and steer clear of Patrick, but they have four new Michelin tires that were scrubbed in by Patrick this morning is oh he came to a stop sideways in the box he's getting out Patrick's day is done Nick Tandy getting in right side tires are done they're now coming around to work on the left and the rear tire changer Neil it was his birthday the other day so happy belated birthday Neil just fuel going on and the left front no they dropped the car and the left front tire is not yet on they kept calm they managed to put the car back up. they got it all done before the fueling was done so hopefully that didn't break anything in the left front suspension but that was not an ideal portion pit stop how very unusual uh, Porsche keys to the race be flexible I think they were a bit close to the wall was the issue with that as as he slid in as described by Shea Adam but Tandy is out what a great weekend last weekend for Nick Tandy in the VLN drove a stunning race in the most terrible terrible conditions and drove to a win in VLN 3 Coming down to two hours and eight minutes to go. Here's our Cadillac in-race update. Leading by 4.3 seconds now. Dean Cameron, the six Acura. Mazda, number 77. Ollie Jarvis, the pole sitter in second. Ryan Hunter, Ray. 18 seconds further back in third. Fourth position for Pete Durrani is the best of the Cadillacs. Then Elio Castro-Nevis with that bodywork damage in fifth position. And running off the top six, Joao Barbosa in the dark grey number five Mustang sampling car. GTLM has Chevrolet Corvette number four. 
ahead by two seconds of Lawrence Van Tour and the 912 Porsche in second by six tenths of a second from Sebastian Bordier, who's got half a second from his Ford to the nose of Jesse Krohn's number 24 BMW Team RLL M8 GTE. And in GTD, Acura bossing it at the moment. The 86 car with Trent Hinman on board by 11 and a half seconds from the bright yellow and black number 14 Lexus of Richard Highstand. And then in third, Zachary Robichon for that tartan coloured car in third position. Below that, I don't They're think there's close. a second no. between any of the next eight cars all the way down to 11th position. And Chase Park is in 10th, actually. They're all in a big long line. That's yeah. your Cadillac in race update. Cadillac V-Series is where races don't take time off. Shit, Adam. It's getting busy down here, John. There are a lot of teams that have all of a sudden jumped up onto the pit wall, including the number seven Acura Team Penske with a new nose. So I think the priority for them during this pit stop, yes, they'll do the tires, they'll do the fuel, but as soon as they're done with the tires, they're gonna focus on putting a new nose on Elio's car. Thank you very much indeed. Hello to Leighton Sell. On the way back from Brands Hatch, listening to us in the UK. Come on, he says, Ollie Jarvis, Mazda supporter there, listening around the world on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Good to have you company. This has been extraordinary. We went full green here last year. I'm going to say it. You can blame Hindoff. There's the hashtag. If it all goes wrong in the next couple of minutes. But this has been extraordinary concentration from all of the drivers, not just the prototype drivers, Jeremy Shaw, who are scything through the traffic, but what about the GT drivers who are having their own battles as well? They've got to have their wits about them because they're fighting and having the faster cars coming through. Yeah, look, it, it's a workout for everybody out there right now. It's, uh, it's not easy. Uh, the good news is there's a bit of track temperature now with the sun fairly weak but at least the sun's sort of out so that's going to help everybody but uh, it's really uh, you know there's no time to relax out there this is a really challenging race mentally and physically and across from me shit adam i see the 77 crew on the wall are my eyes deceiving me no that's about right they so are it's almost ready yeah, it's, uh, it's 35 be, minutes, yeah. This time around, it looks like from the uh, attention being paid by the Mazda pit stop mechanics, and a little further down, the pit board is also down for the number three Corvette, so it's about to get busy. It's a bit earlier than I would have expected for the GT cars. Expected them to go a little deeper into the race, but 40 minutes is what we were told to expect from the prototypes. Now, maybe this is Mazda Team Yost just trying to get in and slightly out of sequence not sure if the performance advantage of having hot tyres and coming back out onto the track will give them a better time. Delta, here's Ollie Jarvis, comes to his marks now. And the car goes up on the air tracks. They do have four new Michelin tyres that have been lightly scrubbed in in the morning warm-up that will be going on the car. As the number three of Jan Magnussen rumbles fast, but still going work going on down at the Mazda. They're doing a drinks bottle change for Ollie. He is staying aboard the car and will have all four tyres changed. Just waiting on the fuel at this point. Car comes off the air jacks. Everything was perfectly clean. 
The driver change is happening in the number three, so it's Antonio Garcia and four Michelin tires going on that as well. There are scrubbed rubber as uh, Ollie Jarvis leaves the pit lane. This is one track that Antonio Garcia has never won at. He's hoping to change that today. Beautiful pit stop by Danny Banks and the Corvette guys and girls. And also by the Mazda. So four scrubbed Michelin tires going on to both of those first pit stoppers there with just over two hours and three to go. Oli Jarvis rejoins. That was the man from Portida. But we've got Antonio Garcia now installed into the number three. And here it has started it all. Here comes the leader into the pit lane. Acura Timpensky and Dan Cameron. And Dane Cameron will be staying in the pit lane with me because Juan Pablo Montoya has his seat in certain hand and he will be jumping into that car that came in from the lead of the race. They are also doing four scrubbed Michelin tires on this car. They do not yet have the new right rear. There it is. Wow, that was pretty late coming around the side of the car. Now they get all four tires secured. The drawer is still open as the driver change is still going on. Fuel nozzle is still attached. Car comes off the air jacks. 22, 23, 24 showing up on the side. It should get to 32 before that car starts to roll as the other Acura Petsky is in. That would be the number seven. And at the 30 second mark, so exactly on time for fuel, that car leaves the number seven. Work going on there. Ricky Taylor jumps in as Elio Castroneves is out. They are changing the rear tires first and putting a new nose on that car. They had it sitting up on the wall since the initial contact, but didn't decide to bring him in early to change it. New nose is going on, and then they will put the new scrub Michelin tires onto the front. Now, there they go. Fuel nozzle is still attached. Remember, this is the car that had a Shimazu on lap one. Now they're losing time because the fuel hose is out. The car is still up on the air jacks as they are making sure the nose gets in. It is scrub rubber, by the way. They did do work on that in uh, morning warm-up. Still a slow trouble with the left front, but the car, new nose, fully repaired and fully Ricky tailored up for this next stint. Yeah, that did cost a little bit of time. Remember, that was the car. Elo Castro Neves qualified it with a broken nose because he ran into the back of people to Rani early on in the qualifying session when everybody was still uh, was still warming up their tyres. And is that the 31 car coming in? I speak of Pete Modorani and he heads to the pit lane here. And he speaks for himself when he comes down the pit lane and rumbles by in the Cadillac, goes down to the first pit box because he and uh, Philippe Nazir come in as the championship leaders. It is not time for Pipo to get a break yet, though, as the sister car also comes in to join him. They are doing scrubbed rubber on that car as well. That will be the piece of the day for the number 31. And fuel, let's see for the number five if Joao Brabosa is staying aboard. No, he is not. So it is Philippe Albuquerque getting into the number five, the car that came in third in the championship. And they also are doing a tire change, but that is also scrub rubber. The number 25 BMW is in. That is still Tom Blancas behind the wheel, but he got new tires and fuel. So, so far, everybody we've seen has done tires and fuel. Nobody playing it tricky on the strategy yet. Tire change still going on. The Mustang sampling Cadillac. That's the last car we're waiting for on the pit lane. And the fuel is going on. And... Good burnout, Philippe. That'll get heat into those Michelins. I, know, I think I've got an idea why everybody's changing tyres as the muddied and battle-scarred number five Mustang sampling car goes out. I think this sunshine, I think everybody started on quite high starting pressures, and I'm seeing quite a bit of graining on the inside shoulders of some of these tyres that are coming off the prototypes and I just wonder if uh, they've started slightly too high in the pressure so they'll just bang another they'll repressure the tyres and bang another set of Michelins on that's exactly what's going on at the 55 so it may be that this sunshine and the rapidly increasing temperatures 
have caught out the guys in the prototypes. And Shea Adam, let's go back to you. The car that I think is already on a fuel safe strategy, thanks to lead engineer Brad Goldberg, because he does those kinds of things, that is having a driver change. And the shoes, John, the shoes were pink, but there is drama because the 67 Ford GT was dropped off the air jacks before the right rear tire was attached. They did have it on the car, though, so it was just properly seated, just not fully attached. That is Richard Westbrook taking that car back out with new tires. And in the number 10, the Connick to Cadillac, that is Renger Van de Zanda out, and Jordan Taylor slightly lighter than he was for the first few races of the season because he's down in appendix. He is getting behind the wheel of the number 10. They are doing what looks like brand new tires on that car. Those do not look scrubbed at all. Those Michelins are still very much shiny, like the black Cadillac itself. Just waiting on the fuel as the tire change is done. Everything perfect there. Should be gone within another four seconds. Here's the battle coming up to turn number two around the outside. It's the number seven. That is Ricky Taylor desperately trying to get track position. We talked about it in our Porsche Keys to Rick. Philippe Albuquerque is trying to hold onto eighth position at the moment as out comes Jordan Taylor. Ryan Hunter Ray is rejoined as well. And Ryan Hunter Ray is in behind traffic as well. He is behind, I think that's people Durrani that he's in behind. Yes, it well, is. He's just lost the position there yeah. for because uh, people Durrani came in uh, the lap before the number 55 of Ryan Hunter Ray. Philippe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor having a good battle at turn number two a moment or two ago. And I think there might have been a little touch on the number 67 Ford that was in amongst it as well. Richard Westbrook had just come back out. Uh, just on two hours to go. Here's your Cadillac in race update. Acura by seven seconds. So that's a two, three second gain through the pit stops. And they did change drivers as well. Juan Montoya now leads. In the number six from the 60, from the 77 Mazda DPI. Simon Trummer and Misha Goikberg in the 84 and 85 JDC cars are both in the pits. That will have Pimo Durrani cycling back to third position ahead of Ryan Hunter Ray in the 55 Cadillac. In GT Le Mans, Corvette number four still leads. His teammate has made a stop, but none of the top three in GTLM. In fact, none of the top four in GTLM have made their first stop yet. Tommy Milner, Lawrence Van Tour in the 912 Porsche in second. Then Sebastian Bourdier, who's dropped back a little bit. He's dropped back some nine seconds. Then three tenths further back from that is Jesse Cron. So there's been a little bit of jiggery-porkery there. There's a good battle going on for seventh position as Nick Tandy and Richard Westbrook, old fighters they are. They've had plenty of battles down through the years. Into turn four, Tandy round the outside. New position that's a change. Seventh now for Nick Tandy in the 911. Remember that car Oops. has been through the pit lane for a drive-through penalty. McLaren and Audi got together. Parker Chase and Matt Plum on the exit of turn two. Seemed all a bit unnecessary. Parker Chase comes off the worst. He's on the grass for the longest. But how has the damage gone in that? And have they had any damage? The traffic. So many parts of this circuit are single line only, just one groove. And if you get caught in there, it doesn't matter how quick your car is, it's follow my leader until the next piece of straight. Under two hours to go, Jeremy Shaw. Yeah, and uh, a lot of strategy to be played out yet. Uh, that was a, a shame for those two to get together. Parker uh, Chase was, I uh, think, trying to make a move uh, on the McLaren. They've been dicing uh, long and hard there. Matt Plum is at the wheel of the McLaren, Parker Chase in the Audi, and they've been, there's a big train of cars there battling over 
what was effectively fourth position in GTD, so it's super, super tight. And it's change of lead, oh, Jeremy. Okay, Excuse me, yep. in traffic, and Ollie Jarvis. Traffic giveth, traffic taketh away. Juan Montoya caught up in a phalanx of GTD cars, and Ollie Jarvis making his move, and there's a big bump and run as well, and it's the 57 car who's going to come off worse. Christina Nielsen in fifth in GTD, a huge sideways swipe by Will Hardiman. Let me just check these two cars that are going down through turn number three now, and by our yes, absolutely right. There were so many cars, so many different colours. It was like somebody had put a whole packet of M&Ms into a soup bowl and just swirled it around. But Ollie Jarvis does lead again yep. from Juan Montoya. Now, the, 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 before the round of pit stops, the gap had come down from, a, it was a, as high as 8.4 seconds. That was back on like 14. It was under five by the time the pit stop sequence began. Since then, since uh, Juan Pablo Montoya took over from Dane Cameron, Jarvis has stayed at the wheel of that car and he is absolutely flying. He was catching him rapidly, caught him by two seconds on that previous lap before making that move. So the man the back into the lead but there's still as you said John I love two hours to go there's a replay of an incident between number eight and the number 76 McLaren it looks like to me uh, the McLaren certainly got an assist from behind now the, the 66 diving in the pits a moment or two ago and then there was a side swipe from the 24 BMW on the Park Place Porsche and that was when the lead changed Ollie Jarvis sweeping to the inside, making it three wide with Juan Montoya and the leader in GT Daytona yeah. as they went across the line right in front of us. Extraordinary stuff. Uh, let's take a quick update from Shea Adam. GTD pit stops, which means the GTD minimum drive time has been met. John, the number 33 wins Mercedes is the first one to come in. I didn't see a driver change, but I would be shocked if Ben Keening didn't hop out. And uh, Jerome Blake Mullen got in that car. They did four new tires on that Mercedes. And the number six the student, of course, Ferrari is in. Tony Villarreal definitely got into that car because he waves his arm to signify where his co-driver should come in, no matter what he's driving. And I saw him doing that on the pit wall. Fuel and tires for the Ferrari as well. Magnus Racing number 44 is in. John Potter will be getting out, and Andy Lally will be taking over. Heard from Andy a little bit earlier on. He is very excited for the opportunity. The sticker Michelin's going on to the number 44 Magnus Racing Lamborghini, and we had the 66 GTD for a pit stop. Joey, you'll be proud to know the boys did you well they did a beautiful pit stop got the car turned around in 27 seconds with the driver change it's Dirk Mueller's turn now that little bump and run that we were talking about between the number 19 Audi and Christina Nielsen in the Acura NSX she's heading to the pit lane a slight steering problem the report from Christina they'll take a look at that and work out if it's bad enough for them to have to do any work on it uh, it was a bit of a, an attack as well by the number 8 Audi of Chase Parker on the uh, Matt Plum McLaren, dived up the inside where there wasn't really room and turned him around. And he has got uh, incident responsibility to him, so he'll have to come through the pit lane for a drive through. More GTD stops. The car that effectively comes in as the championship leader is the number 12 Lexus. That is seeing Frankie Montecalvo out and Thompson Bell getting in. Hopefully he keeps it out of the mud today and I can say that because he's just gotten into the car. We also have the number 19 More Speed Audi, the only car that did not run morning warm-up. That has just had a driver change. Alex Ribera took over from Will Hardiman. And in the number 48 Paul Miller race in the beginning, that is now Brian Sellers who has taken the car from Brian Hardwick and Brian Sellers who said this morning, I am not leaving this place without a trophy. He's got a bit of work to do, but if anyone can do it, it certainly is the Ohio native. We also have the GTD leader in as 
Uh, no, we've got the Lexus in from the GTD. That's the number 12, the car that started 14 that started on the pole. Richard Highstand is in. Let's see if Jack Hawksworth is getting his turn to play. Hits the marks. Yes, I see the green helmet jump off the wall. Fuel and tires for the 14 Lexus as well, as it looks like the wins Mercedes is slow on track, John. Yeah, and he's run into the back of another car and it's popped the bonnet. The 33, Jerome Blakemore, and now he doesn't normally make those kinds of mistakes, but it's absolutely nailed the front of that car and there's already steam coming out. Jerome will be crouching down to look underneath the upturned bonnet. It was a prototype that was in front of him. And did he just miss his breaking point? Yes, yes. he did. And careered into the back of the 85. number 85 of yep. Misha Goikberg in eighth position. He'd been passed by both the 85 and the number 10 car and not sure really what was happening there. Fastest lap still at 1.12.4 for Ollie Jarvis, who is back at the lead of the race, but only by half a second. Now, can Jerome get that round? It happened on the braking area to turn two. 57 going back out again. And Christina Nielsen, remember, brought that car in with uh, a report of some steering issues. Shit. They did no work whatsoever to the steering. So Catherine Lake, who has taken the car over, will go home and discover just how jaunty the steering wheel angle is. Took the last time she drove the car in morning warm-up. She's getting up to speed and has to concentrate with a huge gaggle of cars coming through. The first corner, in comes the 24, BMW, Jesse Kron for his first pit stop. He comes in from third position, and that's a good run for Jesse early on. He's out of the car. And interestingly, those are shiny Michelin tires going on to the 24 BMW, so not scrubbed rubber. They did go out and scrub in some tires during, during morning warm-up, but clearly, John, with the conditions changing, it's just what you said. You don't know what you've got underneath you, and it's not going to take as long to get the heat into the tires for John Edwards, a man who has finished second at this track in IMSA competition, but never the top step to the podium. He is cleared to go, and the pilot, John Edwards, takes off. Oh, very good, yeah, I see what you did there. Battle for second position overall. As, make that third position overall, excuse me. As Ryan Hunter-Ray has closed down again on people to Ronnie, who is 12 seconds behind second place and right in front of them at the moment, they've got traffic. Here comes Ryan Hunter-Ray. Oh, big lock up into the carousel for the prototype in front of the 31. Let's just watch this for a moment as they go across the line as this battle continues. Blinker Mullen has made it into the pit lane. Shea Adam is going to watch that as that battle between Ryan Hunter and people to run just four tenths of a second between them as in also comes Tommy Milner from the lead of GT Le Mans. Fuel and tires for Tommy Milner, so it is not yet time for Yardley Hastings' finest Corvette driver to get behind the wheel of that car. They are working on that stop. Everything looks like it's going according to plan. For the number 33, things could not be further than from the plan for Bill Riley's men and women. They are bondo taping the hood, but there is a lot of damage to that car. The nose is actually pushed back in, and the signal has just been given. They are going to take the 33 Mercedes behind the wall. Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah. I think that was a Jerome mistake, though. The 85 car battling with the 10, the two prototypes, Misha Goikberg and Renger van der Zander. It looked like Misha had just ran long. And I, I just wonder if there was a bit of aero taken away from the front of the Mercedes AMG. And that caused Renger's issue. Oh, change of position. Ryan Hunter Ray is back past and into third position. People Durrani back down to fourth. So Mazda's now first and third with Montoya in between them in the Acura. 
Cadillac now in fourth place, the red and white Whelan car. As the 33 Riley Motorsports Mercedes oh, is, is being pushed. This is extraordinary <laughs> stuff. Now, out of what is effectively now the lead of the GT Le Mans category, Lawrence Van Tour. How quickly can they turn round that car? Can they jump the number four Corvette? She had him. As quickly as humanly possible, I think, is the answer to that one. John Earl Bamber taking over for Larry. So the driver change is complete. They are doing the tires and waiting on the fuel as the right side tires have already been changed. Those look like scrub rubber to my eye, but they could be brand new. Just waiting now. The car drops off the air jacks. Everything perfect according to plan on that Porsche pit stop. So well done, 912 crew. They're one up on the 911. Just waiting on the fuel. Fuel nose still attached. And brake lights come off. Earl does a... And give that burnout about a 4 out of 10. That's not going to get much heat into the tires, but he's got plenty of time to do that on circuit. Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff in the IMSA Broadcast Centre. I've just looked up the word intense in the dictionary as Earl Bamba rejoins right in front of the... Jordan Taylor, Cadillac DPI, and give him no room on the exit at all. Jordan had to take to the grass. Yes, if you look up the word intense in the dictionary, I'm actually watching a video of this race right now. It is the definition of crazy bonkers good. This is exactly what we need. Beautiful stuff, and still an hour and 46 minutes to go. We've not yet had a full hour of racing, and we've had so much incident and action out on the track brilliant stuff from all of the teams and drivers damage to the left rear of the number 66 Dirk Muller Ford GT he's lost the rear brake light and most of the rear guards and wheel arch I think it's on the track just on the exit of turn four which is where he is at the moment but it was gone before he got there this time around, as through goes Ryan Hunter rear between the Porsche and the Ford, who are battling for position down in fifth and sixth in GT Le Mans. This is extraordinary stuff, Jeremy. When do we get to take a breath? Imagine what it's like for the drivers out there at the moment. There is no respite at all. 19, no. Alex Riberas now behind the wheel of the Audi. And he is, he's just gone through. See, off the lead lap, no, still there. Just gone through the S's. Good battle going on as well. Further back down the oh. field. So he's finally found a way past. I was just going to say that uh, the number uh, six car of Juan Pablo Montoya is kind of stuck behind the number 50 car, which, which is the first car down. to lap down yeah. in 10th uh, position after the round of pit stops. He's finally now, though, found his way past, so he's going to be able to uh, set sail and hopefully catch up, he thinks, to Oliver Jarvis. But uh, Jarvis having grasped the opportunity in traffic early on uh, and uh, taking yeah really doing a nice job I mean Montoya was just he was just picking his way through the traffic and allowed uh, Jarvis to close in he made the pass and now he's trying to stay with him and he's opened up a two second lead Ollie Jarvis yeah. and 171.5 miles an hour through the speed trap for master number 77 173 miles an hour for Colin Brown in the Nissan number 54, the Court Autosport car. Yeah. Everybody else around and the 169, 170 mark. And that Nissan is hanging on at the tail end of the lead lap. He's going to have to make a pit stop fairly soon, I would say, in another next lap or two, most likely for car number 54. But he is kind of holding off the number 77 of Oliver Jarvis, hoping for a yellow, hoping to stay on the lead lap. Yeah, he's got good mileage out of that. Yes. Last pitted on the end of lap nine. 
And we're now yeah. working lap eight, number yeah. 43. Yes, lap eight going into nine. Yes, yeah. sorry. So, lap eight, sorry. So he's done now 35 laps. Uh, 35 laps? Boy, that's impressive. Yeah, nobody else did anything no, more than 33. 32 it was the most. Yeah. It's the IMSA WeatherTech Sprint Cup first round, of course, here at Mid-Ohio. Uh, a championship within a championship for the GT Daytona cars. And that at the moment led by Zachary Robichon. Two Porsches, by the way, now first and second, but they have not stopped in GTD. Neither the 9, which is the shortbread box, or the 73, which is the dark grey, with oh, the right. darks, yeah. that neither of those cars have made their no. first pit stop yet. And nor has Trent Hinman, who remains out in front. Boy, there's a close battle as they head towards turn one between number 84 and number 10. That's a battle for seventh place. There's, well, there's battles all the way up and down the field, aren't there? This is great stuff. Well, they're going deep into the race here, Jeremy. Yeah. They've run uh, nearly an hour in those GTDs, which is what we were told would possibly be able to do. But they've done a long first stint. If they can do that in the second, they'll have a very short final stint. Or do they do a short middle stint and then fill at the first possible opportunity? It's all getting very, very tight here. A bit of a moment for the 9-1-2, who got a clip. Trying to avoid the uh, debris on the, on the road. And uh, Earl Bamba was clipped by Tom Milner. And they're coming through the carousel now to end the lap. And there's some bodywork damage, under bodywork damage to the right rear of the 9-1-2. Coming out of turn two, excuse me. So that's exactly what happened at Long Beach. Both the same cars involved. Milner closes in under braking for turn four. Magnificent stuff in every class at the moment. Montoya has taken almost a full second out of Ollie Jarvis's lead in the last couple of laps. And here now comes Colin Brown into the pit. So uh, lap 44 for him. That's a really, really good effort to try and uh, run a good pace and stay on the lead lap. The gamble hasn't quite paid off because they needed a caution. If they'd had a caution, they'd be back in the game. But uh, now they're going to fall uh, a lap down again. Uh, so they've got to hope for, for, for more of the same later on in the race. Perhaps there'll be another caution that comes to their favour later on. But it's been caution-free so far. 45 laps completed by the race leaders. And we're just over an hour into the race. We'll catch up with some of the drivers who have jumped out the cars, maybe get uh, a chance to chat to some of the teams at, in the pit lane as well. But so intense at the moment, everybody is focused on strategy, on pace and on the battles on the track where it's Porsche versus Corvette at the head of GT Le Mans. Just a couple of streaks and a bit of the underfloor at the back shaved off the Earl Bamba car, which was... Uh, 9-1-2 in second position now. Tonio Garcia leading by seven seconds. Then it's the second of the Corvettes in third. So Corvette, Porsche, Corvette, BMW now the top four. Separated by eight seconds, those four cars. I literally don't know where to look, Jeremy. Either no. on the timing screen, on the screens, out the window. There is so much going on. A lot of blue lighting up our timing screens at the moment as Catherine Lake's just done her car's fastest lap of the race, a 1.21.8 in that 57 GTD Acura, sixth position for her, but she's under pressure from Townsend Bell. Yeah, uh, and uh, Catherine taken over after an excellent first stint from Christina Nielsen. Boy, the uh, Corvette there doing a wheelie over the... Uh... Turn nine. Yeah, wow, yikes, that was, that was spectacular, Front wasn't it? wheels off the ground for a good four or five 
so inches. Yeah. The the race leaders, by the way, number 77, number six, they're uh, pretty much nose to tail. Well, not quite nose to tail, but uh, pretty close together on the racetrack now with number 54 cut out of the way. Uh, that's given them a little bit of a clear track. Well, actually, no, it hasn't, because <laughs> right ahead of them now is a battle for seventh place between number 84, still dri driven by Simon Trummer, and Jordan Taylor, who's taken over from Renga van der Zander. So those two are battling for seventh and eighth and trying to stay on the lead lap. Quick note for Will Owen has just done the Yunkost Racing Cadillac's fastest race, race lap, a 119. Check that, a 113.9. Yeah, and he's trying to hang in there as well with that. On the end of the lead group. lap. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit uh, further back, but after the incident with uh, the uh, Mercedes. Brian Sellers, 121.8. And that's his so best. Here are the lap. two leaders. Uh, coming, coming up to up the to keyhole yeah. right behind the, the number uh, 84 Cadillac and number 10 Cadillac. Boy, not often you see Jordan Taylor about to be lapped, is it? But uh, he uh, lost some seventh and eighth ground early on. Simon Trummer in the 84, Jordan Taylor in the 10. The two uh, JDC cars did go very, very long. 84 and 10. That's the, that battle. That was that battle we saw early on. That is under review, as we can hear from Porsche driver Lawrence Vantour. Well, Lawrence, it's a bit of deja vu going back to Long Beach, but things worked out pretty well for you guys at Long Beach. Any worry about the floor of your car? I've honestly haven't seen anything about it yet. Uh, Earl hasn't complained so far, so it should be fine. Uh, maybe I need to speak to Oli as they found the game to hit us in the, in the diffuser. Maybe need to hit him a bit when we go biking, but uh, <laughs> uh, I hope they don't do it on purpose. But uh, up to now, everything is fine and uh, we don't have any issue. What about this weather? All of a sudden it's beautiful, and how has that been affecting the Michelin tires? Everybody's been going to new rubber instead of the scrub stuff. Yeah, um, it's we've never had these conditions all week. Nobody. Uh, not the temperature, not the sun, not the grip on the track. So it's a bit of guesswork. Uh, but for my stint, uh, we look pretty good. I think we have good tire life, uh, so hopefully we can play our strength in the end. Hey, fingers crossed, two in a row. Thank you. Lawrence Vanter with Shea Adam, Earl Bamba in the 9-1-2, second at the moment, but eight seconds away from the lead. At the head of the field, the battle is joined again, and they're in traffic again. As the leader comes round to put another lap on that number nine, Porsche just out of the pits with Scott Hargrove, so the Porsche number nine has made yeah, it's stopped. Last time around. Trent now the second place look. car, the second place car, Marco Seafried, also making its first pit stop. Uh, car number 73 for Park Place. Marco's done a really excellent job Has today. It. Yesterday, uh, he put it off on the first lap, which was uh, not uh, what the team wanted, but a really good drive today. He's up in the second place at the moment, mainly because everybody else has pitted, but he's certainly driven well. And uh, that car uh, leaves the number 86 as the only car yet to make its first pit stop. So Patrick Long has climbed into the number 73. Hello to Patrick Lindsay, who I'm sure is tuned in somewhere, was racing in Spa in the snow-affected WEC six hours yesterday. Yes, I did say snow-affected. Meanwhile, back in GTLM here, 91 finally gets by Dirk Muller. Nick Tandy goes past Dirk Muller, and that's a new fifth position. And that is Porsche now, second and fifth. Chevrolet Corvette, first and third. BMW at 5th and 8th. That's how the manufacturers spread out in the GT Le Mans category. Still waiting for this first pit stop by Trent Hinman. He's gone over an hour. 
an hour and four minutes. He's in the pillar. There's a slow Corvette. It's the third place car. In fact, it was the. Yes, it is the third place car. Tom Milner. It's Tommy Milner going slowly down the front straight. How is he going to get that all the way back round? He missed the pit lane entrance. He couldn't get it in. And this is big, big drama as the leader in. GT Daytona comes in, she's going to keep an eye on that, but we must keep watching this number four car. There's drive on the car, but that's about all. It's not making any kind of pace at all. Up the hill, already dropped the position. Let's go to Shea Adam with a pit stop for the GT Daytona leader. Best news is that Trent Hinman got out of the car so we can ask him just how we made those fuel numbers because that was quite the performance. Super Mario Farnbacher strapped in to the number 86, wearing Auto Nation colors for the month of May. The pink on this Acura. Super Mario has the look that he is in the zone, just waiting on fuel. Beautiful job by the MSR crew to get all four Michelin tires changed, and they are brand new by the looks of them. They still have a bit of shine on them. Just waiting on the fuel and it should come out now and it does. Bye Mario, see you later. Yeah, about an hour and 35 minutes later. That was an hour and four minutes for Trent Hinman. And it wasn't if he was soft pedaling that car, Jeremy. That's extraordinary fuel numbers for that drive pink Auto Nation number 86 MSR car. Now, what has happened? Now, first of all, has he got out without losing the lead? Mario Farnbacher, I'm looking back down the circuit. It's the Jack Hawksworth car that should have come round, and I think it has gone round, has it? Uh, yes, it has. So the cars that stopped earlier have had a performance advantage with the new Michelin tyres, and I think they've jumped them in the pit stop. I'll see them when they come round next time around. Meantime, the number four is still touring, but it is still going. That's the good news for everybody else. It's not great news for Corvette fans. It's made it to the carousel, and now into the pit lane. Shea Adam has stationed herself at the Corvette pit. No damage to this car, Shea, and I think it's got air in all of the Michelin tyres. It's certainly got power from the V8 engine, but it's... That was a long lap and a very odd situation, almost like he went into a limp home mode. Is he going to stop in his pits or is he going straight behind the wall? Uh, he's going straight behind the wall, John. The four Corvette just can't get any sort of luck. Ollie Gavin not even getting into that car today. I suspect that they know what that was. We've had a couple of belts jumping off Corvettes in the past. I wonder if it's something there. So Mario Farnbacher has retained the lead in GTD. Yeah, absolutely. Just come past to complete his 47th lap. Still waiting for the uh, second place car of Jack Hawkins. No, it's gone through. It's 15 seconds behind. Uh, it's the margin between first and second in GTD at the moment. But still with an hour and a half to go. So, so going long did work. Quite often when you get the new tyres on, that helps you. But going long here has helped. They have retained their lead. We'll get a report on that Corvette as soon as we can from Shea Adam. Ollie Jarvis still at the head of the field and for the moment has got one of the JDC Miller cars between him and the charging one Montoya. Ollie will get out at the next stop, of course. And no further action on the JDC and Konica Minolta car incident. 
that they were looking at earlier on. Battle for so, leaders in tents oh, again. It is, oh, but, actually, but once again, oh. as, I've, as I've just said, they've put a car, yes, put a car right. between. And a Brady so, Four car. Ollie, very, very aggressive through traffic. Kind of has to be with that little engine. Third position, Ryan Hunter rear. What a job he's doing. I know he's ways back at the moment, but solidly a couple of seconds ahead of people Durrani now. And the gap between second and third is 13 seconds. Tell you what, that was a super lap there from Oliver Jarvis that time, a 13.7. That's the first time anybody has been down in the 13s for a since. while. Oh, crikey. Well, very first early on laps. in the race. Yeah, first so he must have laps. had a clear lap there. He's taken full advantage. Oh. All of a sudden, the gap is 1.9 seconds, but he's going to need uh, all of that gap because uh, it's not going to be long before he comes up before be behind another knot of traffic. Two Fords now together on track. The 66, easy to spot, not just because it has a slightly different shade of blue and red on it in the 2016 Le Mans winning colours, but it's missing most of the left rear bodywork over the top of the left rear Michelin tyre. Uh, Richard Westbrook closing in on his teammate Dirk Muller with the damaged car. Those two cars at the moment in fifth and sixth, the 66 and 67. Ford, rumour is that Ford will field four cars in four different liveries for Le Mans. That echo their Le Mans heritage. Oh, another great lap there from Ollie Jarvis, uh, a 13.6. Wow. And uh, for Juan Pablo Montoya, he's still stuck frustratingly behind that number 84 car driven by Simon Trummer. Can't find a way past him. And meantime, Ollie Jarvis has passed a couple of other GTDs and the two Fords. And the gap goes out to 3.3 seconds across the line. Yeah, but Montoya's been around this sport, even, even sports car racing, long enough to know that you know, what the traffic... Uh, taketh it giveth back again later on if you're patient well yeah that car took the lead under traffic then lost it yep in the traffic as well mario farmbacker leading in that black and pink number 86 the drive pink drive for cancer research and cure and he's down into turn four at the moment driven long into the race by trent hinman that number 86 car, and that seemed to be the right strategy because not only did they get good fuel mileage, but they've actually extended their lead after the pit stop, Shea Adam. Yeah, Trent Hinman, you uh, not only drove away from the rest of the field during your stint, you did so in such a fashion that Mario now maintained the lead and has actually extended it through the pit stop. So what was your secret through that uh, opening stint? It was just all about staying calm, cool, patient. This is my first time ever racing a WeatherTech event around mid-Ohio, so I've been around here quite a bit before. I love this track. I love the fact that it's Meyershank Racing's home race, Acura's home race. Uh, that definitely spurred us on a little bit more to, uh, to make up some ground in the first couple laps there. But uh, overall, the biggest thing for me was just the speed differential between the fastest cars and us in GTD. And, you know, just trying to stay cool and stay patient in traffic when we were getting past was, was uh, really a challenge. But I think that's where we, we pulled out uh, quite a bit of a gap. So uh, along with that, Obviously can't do this without uh, a phenomenal car underneath you. That Acura NSX, awesome, absolutely killer. It looks great this weekend with AutoNation on board, uh, but it's really down to the MSR guys and the way they tune on this thing, the way they set it up. It's been, uh, been a good weekend so far. We still have about an hour and a half or, or so to go in the race, so I don't want to get too excited too soon. Yeah, now comes the hard part, sitting on the pit box and watching. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Trent Hinman has done a great, great job. Hello to Michael. Heather and Mickey Heth listening in on IMSA Radio, watching the 
pictures on IMSA TV, Alan Prosser. So is that, that uh, Corvette that was nearly airborne earlier on, was that possibly caused by the DPI taking the downforce from the nose? Possibly, could be. Hello to Jemison Jones in North Carolina, getting excited for the Detroit Grand Prix. Say hello to all the corner workers. We always do that, Jemison, always do that. And Sarah Rigby is tuned in as well from the UK, from Crew, the home of Bentley. Nip down the road, Sarah, and have a word with Brian Gush. Tell him he needs to get some GT3 cars over here. At IMSA Radio. Share Adam, the we've had a couple of retirements. The 96 Turner BMW went out with front damage after a, coming together on the opening lap, and the four's gone behind the wall as well, the number four Corvette. What's the problem there? Left rear axle has broken, but that's not a retirement yet. Don't count out Corvette racing. Even if they can't win this race, they're going to get that car back out on track and learn for future events. Sean Blankenship says, I feel it speaks volumes of IMSA that this kind of intensity is not surprising to see. That's a very good point, Sean. Thank you for tweeting in at IMSA Radio. Jeremy Shaw, John Hindhoff, Shea Adam finding some way of catching our breath. The gelato has arrived in the studio. Cool, good news. Time to to have some. Good, good news for our support staff, and thank you very much indeed. <laughs> to uh, Marion's Catering for thinking of us over on this side of things as well because there's been no let up here just under an hour and a half to go definitely time for of course do you think stop it <laughs> yes I'm kidding I'm sure Ollie Jarvis doesn't want that 2.6 seconds his lead has been trimmed back a little bit as he hits a little more traffic and Juan Montoya behind him gets a bit of clear track but now it's plain sailing for the moment for the 77 car lots of people back in Europe coming up to 8 o'clock on a Sunday night in the UK lots of connections from Multimatic who have a big base in the eastern part of England and obviously their driver talent from over there as well hello to you all watching and all listening Harry Ticknell will be watching as well with uh, great interest to see how the 55 car is going well I'll tell you Ryan Hunter Ray is doing a great job now only 12 seconds behind Juan Montoya in second place with the top three cars separated by under 20 seconds and still on the lead lap. I'll tell you what, Oliver Jarvis, he's, he's really turning it on there. Another 13.4 last time around. Two laps ago it was a 13.50 uh, and uh, this is a stunning pace uh, from Oliver. He's still not managed to, uh, to pull out very much. The last year's lap record, by the way, was a, a 1 minute 13.8. Uh, he's uh, already in this race, Jarvis said a 112.410, that's a new lap record. Fast, uh -huh. Fastest first lap of sectors for both Acura. Oliver Jarvis and Juan Montoya as the seven comes in. That is the second of the Acuras, that is Ricky Taylor who's into the pit lane. This is the damaged car from Juan Montoya from uh, Elio's exploits earlier on. Shea Adam is watching. Looks like the left, uh, sorry, the right rear is also a little bit damaged too, as if the rear of that car is sticking up a bit. They've already changed the right side tires. Now they're going to work on the left rear, uh, just putting fuel in the car and waiting on the fuel. That is the last thing to be done as Ricky has asked for a tear off and they now do that as well. Just the fuel to go on for the Penske pit stop, but this has not been a great day for them. Cars away, one more pit stop for them to get up to the end. Where will they come out? Do they get a bit of clear track or are they going to come out in traffic? I think they're going to come out round about where Will Owen is for Junkos Racing. Yes, he streaks by. And that means 
uh, that they've dropped down in the uh, in the pecking order and also with traffic ahead of them. So doesn't quite get out into clear air. I suspect we're going to see the Masters coming in. Oh, and off! This is the 38 LMP2 car. They've had other troubles today. They put a new rear deck on turn one. Extremely quick part of the circuit, but has regained the lead. We should say, by the way, that the 52, Matt McMurray, has been driving absolutely splendidly. Cameron Castle's the one that made the mistake and has covered the front of that 38 Sentinel Spine sponsored machine in grass. They've got the most exciting tear-offs I've ever seen on there because they're sort of chrome, a bit like chroma flare. Looks fantastic. It looks like a spaceship. Also helps with the glare today. They were the only ones who did that. One, they must have known what was going on. 1 minute 12.56 by a race leader. That's impressive. Uh, a 1 minute 12.9, by the way, for the second place car of Juan Pablo Montoya. So he's charging along. He actually went purple in uh, sectors 1 and 2 last time around did Montoya. This time it's purple in sector 2 for Oliver Jarvis. They're really pushing hard at the front of the field. These two, it's a fantastic battle. There's about three seconds between them. That gap has pretty much stabilised now since they've worked their way through that traffic. And they're taking advantage of a little bit of a breather with not too much traffic over the last uh, half dozen laps or so. And both of them, number 77... Oliver Jarvis and Juan Pablo Montoya in number six turning some very fast lap times. So we're expecting pit stops from the leading prototypes anytime soon. 20, lap 28 was the last pit stop for Oli Jarvis. We're now on lap 60. Lap 29, the last pit stop for the number six car when Juan Montoya got in the car. 77 should be changing driver next time around, Sir Adam. Yes, they should because Tristan Nunez is ready to go. He was dancing around as he is known to do. He often air drums before he starts a race just to try and get his blood pressure down. As the uh, 77 comes in perfectly on its marks, Oliver Jarvis having a little bit of trouble extracting himself from the monster, but I can't blame him. I wouldn't want to get out of that car either. They are doing the right, re right front and left rear first. These are lightly scrubbed Michelin tires. They did six sets in the morning warm-up. They should only need four of them total. They are are doing a drinks bottle change as well for Tristan. Cars come off the air jacks. They go for a windshield tear off and get it. Yep, just waiting on fuel, waiting on fuel as I slowly move out of the way. Tristan knocks it into gear. Rumbles past. Come on, Tristan. Now again, what will be key here is where that car gets out on the track. Is in behind him from the what was fourth position. Uh, comes Philippe Albuquerque from fifth position. My apologies as the 10 and 50 continue to battle. Jordan, Taylor and Will Owen. And already a fix for the Corvette number four, Shea Adams. So they are on a point scoring trail here. And that's Oliver Gavin behind the wheel now as it comes out from behind the wall and stops in its box. They're going to do a quick check of everything, make sure they did it right, put a bit more fuel in the car. And then Ollie will get to turn laps here at Mid-Ohio. The number six Acura Team Penske is in. Juan Montoya brought it in. He will also be taking it back out as they are doing four scrubbed Michelins on that number six car and a whole lot of fuel for Juan. So now we need to watch to see where the 55, the, the uh, 77 is Tristan Nunes. That's a very good tyre stop from the Acura Team Penske guys. It's down off its jacks. It's been told to fire it up. Montoya does that, waiting on the fuel. Wait, wait. 
weight, 22, 23, 24, 25. I'm not sure that had fired there when they expected it to. 28 seconds stationary. Now, what about that dark red Mazda? Where is it? It's not on the front straight. I haven't seen it go Here past it yet. Here it comes now. They're going to lose the lead and lose it by a decent margin. They came in with three or four seconds. And maybe the Acura have short filled. Everybody still needs one more pit stop, Jeremy. This is what we said in our Porsche keys to the race for the DPIs, three stops. But you might want to do something a little bit tricky to get track position. We've still got uh, 80 minutes to go in this race. So, you know, it's pretty tight on fuel, to be perfectly honest. You can't afford to f uh, short fuel that well, much. Well, I reckon they were three seconds, probably three seconds, maybe four seconds short of the maximum amount of fuel, which is 30 seconds. Okay. So they definitely short fueled that car. That will not put them into the lead just yet, but of course other cars need to cycle through. Now Ryan Hunter Ray is actually leading the motor race, but owes us a stop, of course. He last pitted at the end of lap 31, and we're on 63 now. So it won't be long before that 55 comes in. He's fighting his way through traffic at the moment. It's put a lap on Philippe Albuquerque. No, I don't think I've ever said that before put a lap on Philippe Albuquerque. As people Durrani comes in from second place in the Wheeland Cadillac, the number 31 car. Red and white machine. And this will be full service and a driver change. Shit, Adam. Nasser, Philippe Nasser will be taking over the points leading car coming into this weekend's event as well as fuel and tires. We also have the 84 JDC Miller Motorsports, one of the two yellow Cadillacs come into the pit lane. That was Simon Tremor getting out and Stephen Simpson getting in. Stephen's going to be a very busy guy in the month of May. He is J.R. Hildebrand's spotter for the Indy 500. Fun stuff going on there. It was fuel and tires for that number 84 car and we are waiting for the 55 Mazda to come in. Ryan Hunter Ray will bring it in. Jonathan Bomberino will take it out. Those are scrubbed Michelins that will go on the car, John. We'll give you a rundown and we'll have Cadillac in, in race update in just a few moments time once this set of pit stops, green flag pit stops with an hour and 18 minutes to go. Once they've run through, we'll reset the field uh, for you. Penske got out ahead of the uh, of the uh, of the Mazda. So it came in with a three second deficit did the Acura Team Penske bit have left with a, a, a gap of just about the same, but the other way around. And here is the 55 in the pit lane with Shea Adam. Fuel and tires and driver change for this car as they are still belting in Jonathan Bomarito. Tire change went beautifully. Door is still open. Now the door closes. Fuel nose is still attached. We wait for that probe to come out. And Jonathan waits for the yellow dangling pit board in front of him that bears the number that is on his car. Five, five, double one. And away he goes. And the Master is the second of the Masters back into the race. So. Now, where does he come out? Seven in a bit of a battle at the moment. Ricky Taylor with Philippe Albuquerque. Both of those guys off the lead lap at the moment, but that will cycle through, of course, once the pit stops go through. Very tight it's indeed. fascinating. I I'm loving this, Jeremy. Absolutely loving it. It's brilliant. And uh, there's just a second between the two leaders now with uh, Tristan Nunez having taken over from the uh, number 77 car from Oliver Jarvis and he's going to track down Juan Pablo Montoya. Of course there was no driver change for Acura Team Penske, no. there was for the Mazda. Well, that, that actually doesn't cost you any time well, it nowadays. Do, no, it shouldn't. But he, ca he, he came out, he went, the 77 car, the Mazda came into the pits three seconds ahead and left three seconds behind. I think they put more fuel in, simple well, as that. Uh, yeah, the they, they, came, they, they needed the same sort of amount of fuel. If he did so, uh, then uh, 
maybe that's the case, uh, but certainly the Mads is going to need a pretty full full tank next time around. They both are. Yukos in and out, a brand new leaders. set of sticker Michelin's going in. Right, across the line now, let's... Nothing to choose between them. Get a little look with Montoya leading. Here's our Cadillac in race update. Acura number six leading. Montoya from Nunes in second by half a second. Jonathan Bomarito has rejoined, but I think he's fallen behind Felipe Nasser in the... Ah, see, I've just said that, and I'm, no, he hasn't. He's held on to third place. Bomarito has held on, I think, the third position. Uh, he should do. He, was, he yeah. came in uh, nearly 10 seconds ahead of the number 31 car. Uh, who just crosses the line now, so that's confirmed. Felipe Nasser, the 31 Cadillac. Then Jordan Taylor in a bit of a battle with Philippe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. 10, 5 and 7 for the top 7 in GTLM. Antonio Garcia by nearly 4 seconds. The number 3 Corvette leads from the 912 Porsche in second. Earl Bamba to the end of the race for them. Tom Blomqvist in the BMW. That is in third position. He's six seconds further back and another six seconds further back in fourth. But what a drive back this has been after a jump start drive through penalty for Patrick Pelier. Now Nick Tandy taking time out of all three cars ahead of him. A second again. That lap, Tandy is on a tear in fourth position in GTD. Accurate Mario Farnbacher, 86 leads by seven and a half seconds back to Jack Hawksworth in the Lexus RCF in second. And in third, the Porsche of Scott Hargrove, the number nine car, that's the Canadian plaid car. Then Brian Sellers, defending champion, then Catherine Legg, but she's about 14 seconds further back, and then it's very tight after that with Townsend Bell, Alex Raberas, Lawson Aschenbach, all in close contention. That's your Cadillac in-race update with Cadillac V-Series. Real races never take time off. At the top of the standings then, Half a second means just about enough space to put the number four Chevy oh. Corvette in between them, going down through turns That's five and six. Frustrating for Nunez. Nunez had fought back to the back of that car. That car's many laps down now as well. So Nunez will be tearing his hair out. The only good news I can give him is that Juan Montoya was held up slightly further up the field, but he was down to two tenths of a second away from the leader, and now he's about three seconds away from the leader as he comes up to the back of the number nine Porsche. Excellent job by JPM to work his way through that traffic. You'd expect it of him though, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I mean, he struggled a little bit earlier in this race, but he's fully into the groove now. He's done a much better job uh, having, you know, when he first got in the car, of course, he first got in the car, so Correct. he had kind of had attuned himself to the level of intensity of the traffic. He's now fully in tune. I think that was a great strategy by Team Penske to put him in at the first stop, so he's ready to go to the end of the race. Uh, and, you know, we have seen some questionable driving and overtaking decisions made by Juan Montoya in his Acura Team Penske career. So we should give him the credit where it's due there because he's been very, very good, decisive, made those moves, made sure everybody knew where he was coming. Dark marks beginning to show on the light gray surface here. Uh, it's mid-Ohio sports car course. That's because the track is rubbering up. There's mission and rubber beginning to be laid down here. This circuit's very difficult for the tires. Undulations plus different surfaces sometimes on each side of the car tyres having to deal with all kinds of challenges here an hour and 12 minutes Jeremy still to go 
number 12. Uh, Townsend Bell has Catherine Legg right ahead of him as he heads towards the end of the lap. And that is the battle between the NSX Acura and the RCF Lexus for fifth and sixth in GT Daytona. Extraordinary to think that earlier on today, the air system in the IMSA broadcast centre here was belching out hot air because it was so chilly. And now it's cool air that's coming in through the vents. <laughs> it's been in a massive turnaround. Blue skies greeting the drivers as they head up now towards the top of turn two, the keyhole. With Juan Montoya had pulled out a huge lead with half a second pulled back there. It's back down under a second and a half now. Tristan Nunes has got a good car underneath him there and clearly feels with a roundabout a mile an hour advantage in a straight line. The two Cadillacs exactly the same. 100, sorry, the two Cadillacs, the two Mazdas exactly the same as you might expect. 171.9 miles an hour for Nunes and Bomarito through the speed traps last time around. Pete Wodorani, 168, 167 for the Acura of Ricky Taylor. So he was a bit slower than his teammate, but that car has got some aerodynamic flaws on it, remember? And I don't mean F-L-O-O-R-S, I mean F-L-A-W's, because it's missing part of the side bodywork. So there's a graphic indication of just how important aero is. Call it three miles an hour from Ricky Taylor's car to Juan Montoya's car. Huge amount of people have come here today and there was people coming in even after the start. But look out behind our booth, the red roofs just to the driver's right of the start-finish line. Just uh, coming through the final corner is where our booth is, driver's right. And the hills are beginning to fill up with cars. It's still very boggy underfoot and more importantly under wheel, which is why a lot of the cars are parked on the hard standing rather than in the normal car parking grassed areas. But there's a good crowd behind us on the hillside. And thanks if you've come out here listening on 90.3 FM, Sirius XM, IMSA Radio on the IMSA app or IMSA TV around the world where there's no network TV coverage. Good to have your company. This one's rocking, isn't it? One hour and ten minutes to go. Antonio Garcia leading GT Le Mans. I'll put this out there right now. Corvette Racing still looking for their 100th North American victory in IMSA competition. Sitting on 99 for quite some time now. Their 100th overall. Total 100th was at Lime Rock Park a couple of seasons ago. Amber's reduced that margin now to uh, just a few car lengths. Uh, and in the GTD, meanwhile, it's number 86 car leads for Mario Farback on his very first visit to Mid-Ohio. All of a sudden, that gap was pretty much stable around about seven seconds. Now it's less than five, so we'll have to try to keep an eye on that. They pull well away from uh, Scott Hargrove in third place, who's second over from Zachary Robichon in the... Uh, Faf Motorsports Porsche car number nine, but still it's been a really, really good run by that team this afternoon. It's not often that I walk up a pit lane at this stage of the race and find a driver who hasn't yet been in a car unhelmeted and sitting on the pit wall in effect. Connor Filippi, how hard is it to watch your 25 BMW enjoying all that battling while you're still sitting here on the sideline? Yeah, well, I mean, I got to take the reins at the start and that was pure chaos. Um, gained a few positions. 
Uh, you know, we, we were okay in the beginning of the race and started to come on pretty strong towards the end of my stint. And now I hand it over to Tom. We're looking in pretty good position at the moment. 9-11 seems to close on us here. Um, we'll try to fend them off for the next handful, and we'll see how it all shakes out on the last round of pit stops. I know some guys pitted a bit earlier than others, um, so that'll you know affect who has longer fills and who has shorter fills. So it's kind of kind of hard to tell to see where everyone stands at the moment. But once the last uh, pit stop takes part, then we'll know how where everyone is, and I know we have the guy in the car to fight to the end. Yeah, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. John, it's the complete opposite of what happened last year. Connor wound up driving the entirety of the race, practically the lion's share for the number 25 BMW. His legs were cramping so badly when he got out that he had to sit on the pit wall afterwards. Well, now he's had a nice, easy day. Well, I could they might still change at the end. There's the opportunity there. You never know. There's one more stop for pretty much everybody. Well, no, one more stop for everybody with still over an hour uh, to go. Montoya still just about two seconds ahead of the chasing Tristan Nunes he's picking his way through traffic Montoya will be the next one to hit a couple of cars who are having a battle 67 Ford heading down towards the braking area at turn four still in behind Dirk Muller still without the left rear bodywork on that Ford really worked out where that went there but I have a suspicion a Porsche was involved in that when they were battling earlier on those two Fords fifth and sixth for Muller and Westbrook 66 and 67 in team order. Just three tenths of a second between Tonio Garcia and Earl Bamber at the front of the field as they've just flashed past us. Oh, and off has gone Catherine Legg oh, no. from fifth position, turn 10. Uh, she gets back on, would have been able to do that earlier in the weekend. Quick 360, pointing in the right direction. Catherine was in fifth position in GT Daytona. So Townsend Bell, Alex Riberes. Lawson Aschenbach has gone through, but I think she'll be still ahead of Tony Vlander. So she's going to drop down to eighth position. Three positions lost there by Kat. She's trying to pick up where our GT Le Mans leaders are. Well, it was pretty, they were pretty close, I think. Uh, she, uh, it was Townsend Bell, Bell who was closest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the number 19 car and 74 were right there as well. Just trying to work out where Tony Garcia is at the moment because he's got his wing mirrors full of Porsche as the Fords go either side of the number 74 AMG of Lawson Aschenbach in that seventh position in GTD. Must have been interesting for Lawson. I've got a Ford coming. Oh, I've got two Fords. Am I seeing double? Oh, my mirror is not quite right. Jordan Taylor just put the number 10 Cadillac's fastest race lap in as he tries to close down on Colin Brown. Colin Brown, by the way, picked his way through to seventh position on a completely different strategy to everybody else. Yeah, but Willow was a pit stop fairly soon. Last came in on lap 44. Yeah, I don't think he can go on only one stop from here, Jeremy. No, I think he'll I think have to so. do two more stops if we stay great. You can try, but... Uh, oh, my goodness, mate. The leaders past. picking their way through yeah. past the two Fords as they went past us now down into turn one. And that gap has come right down. It was 1.2 seconds. It was three tenths across the line. Nunez is trying to have a look around the outside of the damaged 66 Ford. Meantime, Montoya's already gone through the keyhole. This battling through the traffic is extraordinary to watch. Anybody who is on the app and watching the onboards and anybody can be, by the way, the IMSA app. Search on your app store for IMSA. 
It's free to download and free to use. Variety of onboards wherever you are in the world. Even if you've got uh, network TV coverage here in the States, you can still watch the onboards. And I suspect that the onboards from the 6 and the 77 are extraordinary at the moment. IMSA TV carrying those onboards as well, particularly from the Masters this weekend. So maybe pull that up on an extra screen. Tristan Nunez giving a bird's eye view, or a driver's eye view actually, through the traffic at the back of Juan Montoya's car. Right, it's a number 911 car into the pits. That's Nick Tandy. That's going to be tight. Um, I'm not sure they can go from here, Shea Adam. I don't know if you would want to tell Nick Tandy to go on fuel save. He's much better when you just tell him to go flat out all the time. Uh, he comes in, hits his marks, does not slide the car like Patrick Pile did earlier. These look like scrubbed Michelins going on the right side as they are already done with those. Run around and do the lefts. The fueling is still going on. Let's make sure they get both tires on before they drop the car off the air jacks. Yep, everything looks good there. Waiting on a windshield tear off at this point. And we should be getting the three Corvette in soon as well. All those mechanics are up on the wall. Waiting on the fuel, still just waiting on the fuel. Brake lights, come on, go off, come on, go off. Nick's ready. He wants to go. This is not the look of a man who's going into fuel save mode. The 24 BMW is also in. That has had all four tires changed as Tandy goes off. And just waiting on fuel for John Edwards in that 24 BMW. Game on. Down and away for the BMW, thank you, Shea. That will drop back out into traffic. Tandy on a slightly different strategy because of that drive-through early on. At, our, uh, at IMSA Radio, by the way, if you want to get in touch with us, start thinking about your Spirit of the Race Award. It's for the person, team, entity that you think most adequately has displayed the spirit of endurance racing here in this two-hour, 40-minute contest today, or even over the weekend. Hashtag. Middle, S-O-T-R, to at IMSA Radio. I'll tell you how you can ask questions on Mission and Post Race Tech in a little while as well. A bit of damage on the number nine. It's the Faf Racing Porsche as the McLaren's gone off. Hmm. Porsche's lost a wing mirror. It's dangling down. It's very bright green, so you can see it on the left-hand side of the car. McLaren has regained the track surface. Decent run out for that McLaren. Paul Holt just running outside the top ten in GTT. Just looped it. I think just uh, tried to take too much speed into turn six. Yeah. Got onto the grass. Bit lucky actually. Earlier on the weekend, he might not have got out of there. But no harm, no foul. Good to see that new 720S in and that uh, dark grey and bright orange colourway squint just a little bit, particularly when it's coming to you. And it does look like the Lark McLaren F1 into the pit lane from the lead of GT Le Mans, Corvette number three, Tony Garcia burbles its way down towards Shea Adam. Played very nicely with Catherine Legg leaving the pit lane after getting fuel and tires. But for the number three in Antonio Garcia, fuel and slick Michelin tires. And I mean that in the purest sense. They are very nice and shiny. Brand new, have never touched the track surface before. Waiting on the fuel as the tire change is nearly complete. Just the left front still giving a little bit of problem. Now they've finished that, take the windshield care off. And waiting on the fuel, Antonio Garcia with a bit of an uphill battle to go. And I mean that literally, the pit lane slants down from the Corvette Racing Bitbox, so he can't take his foot off the brake to try and give it full throttle until he has permission from the fueler being out. And now he has just that. It's about two seconds of the car actually just stationary as it's trying to get grip, but Antonio Garcia out until the end.
end as the 25 BMW finally reappeared. And Tom Blomquist staying into the end, which means, Connor DeFilippi, congratulations. You can now officially go take off your sweaty fire suit and put on street clothes. Thank you, Shit. Shit, Adam down there in the pit lane. So, exactly one hour to go as the leading GTD comes in. Mario Farnbacher. Now, that car can go from here. It will be a full-service stop. Tyres are... Oh, well... Ah, they do opposite sides, don't they? So, front, right, left, rear. Front, left, right, rear. And that's done in 22 seconds, the tyre change, with two guns. That's not bad at all. 26 seconds worth of fuel, so not a full tank required, and they're off. Yeah. So uh, slow. Pretty short stint 50, there. 70 slow. Catherine Lake on her out lap. And she's grinding to a halt. She's not going to get it back just before turn 12. Oh, my goodness. 100 metres before turn 12. And Catherine Lake right on the racing line up against the wall. Now, well, none good. of the prototypes can get yeah, home here they from come. here. Here come some of the prototypes now. Let's go down to Shea Adam. The gambling. It's going to be a full course yellow, I think, Shane. So the cars that made it in before the pits close, if they do close, would include the number five, the Mustang sampling Cadillac, Ian Watt calling that immediately. Catherine Lake back on the move, so that is good news. The number 12, Lexus, has also come in, Townsend Bell, fuel and tires. The number seven, Penske Acura, Ricky Taylor still behind the wheel, fuel and tires there. 48, Paul Miller Racing, Brian Sellers, fuel and tires. Other Lexus is in. I would imagine that'll be fuel and tires for Jack Hawksworth. The 63 Scuderia Course Ferrari managed to get in into its box that is also fuel and tires pretty much across the board here the 19 for alex riberas the more speed audi same service and we are waiting for the core auto sport nissan to come in next and extraordinarily to me the number six and 77 car stayed out they didn't get the opportunity to come onto the pit lane but, boy that's risky but but catherine stayed out she, she she's gone round. She's gone round. She got it restarted. Oh, I beg your pardon. Okay, fine. And she's gone around. She didn't even come into the pit lane. So okay. maybe they were just at the right part of the track that they didn't have to jump before Catherine was reported as moving again. Yeah, no, so absolutely right. Quite, Sorry, I missed quite that. No, it's all right. Plenty going on, Jeremy. <laughs> Battling in GT Le Mans at the moment, the 911 Porsche going around the outside of John Blomqvist. Can't get it done. This is cracking stuff in behind the 48 on cool tyres. Just come out of the pits for the Lamborghini Huracan. It's just made its pit stop. And there's prototypes in there as well. And this is the battle for fifth and sixth position. Tom Blomqvist and Nick Tandy both having just made a pit stop relatively recently. One point three seconds again at the front of the field. Montoya from Nunez, under an hour to go. Well, I'll tell you what now. I reckon Farmback has fueled to the end in that Acura number sure, eighty-six. Definitely. I think that car can go at the end at pace. Yeah. So now it's down to everybody else. Where will Hawksworth yeah. come out? Hawksworth just come out onto the track. Farmback has not gone through. So it's going to be a dash up the turn one. Where's Farmback at? In that, it's hard to miss that grey and pink car. And we'll watch that as Shea Adam has a chat with one of the stars of the race so far. Maybe one of the uh, one of the nominees for the spirit of the race, Ryan Hunter Ray. First time out in the Mazda and led the race. 
Ryan Hunter gets my vote for Spirit of the Race for sure. Ryan, you come into this race, you've never driven the Mazda in the dry, and then your first time out there is this morning in uh, morning warm-up. How different was it when the sun was out? Yeah, it was quite a bit different. It's definitely been, um, you know, baptism by fire here, just trying to get, get to grips with the car, but uh, this team's done an amazing job getting me in here, getting me fit in the car in a short amount of time, making me feel at home, and the car's a, a blast to drive. I had a good time out there. Um, got run over by a Penske, which put us back a little bit, but I uh, had, a, had a fantastic start there past the uh, Action Express guys, and then I had to, um, had to do it all over again after that hit, but luckily the car was okay, and put my head down and got on with it had some fun out there how much does it help that you've had success in this track in the past in other variations of racing helps a lot just know the little nuances of it you know it's one of my favorite tracks this is old school american road racing right here and um you know they don't make them like this anymore so it's a great race track a great place to be sun's out finally this weekend so hopefully we can get a uh, a mazda win today yeah but how intense is it out there with three different classes of racing around this track it's insane um it's such a tight racetrack that uh, it, it makes for, you have to be patient in some areas and super aggressive in others and balancing that constantly, keeping your head is a real challenge. Um, that was that was chaos compared to an IndyCar race around here for sure, so it was a lot of fun. Ryan, thank you very much. Good luck for the rest of the day and also in the month of May. All right, I appreciate it, thank you. Uh, insane in a good way, Ryan Hunter and Imza at uh, Mid-Ohio. Yeah. In a good way. Loving it. I have a strong suspicion, Shea Adam, that there was a big smile on Ryan's face all the way through that interview there. Could you hear it? Yes, you could. Was it a little Jensen Button like to it you, was. maybe? Thousand watt smile all the way through that. Thank you, Shea. Ryan Hunter, you're a star. Absolute top quality. Come back anytime you want, mate. Very good stuff indeed. Been impressed. See, the good are just good at everything. Well done. Montoya all of a sudden three seconds ahead, having taken a little bit of time back though last time around, Tristan Nunes took a second back, so that's been up towards five seconds again now, as the battles continue, gee, dear me, this is unbelievable, Ford's first and second, although Dirk Muller peels into the pit lane for their pit stops, so Earl Bamba is going to get around and the Porsche has jumped the Corvette on pit stops considerably. Antonio Garcia was leading by a long, by a decent margin on Bamba, and it's now, I reckon, something over 10 seconds between Bamba and Garcia. 12.1 seconds, in fact, as they go through. Down and away for Dirk Muller after full service. So it'll be tight for these guys to get to the end with 53 minutes to go, but maybe they've got the best best chance of it in GT Le Mans. Surely Richard Westbrook, who's still going out there, last stopped on lap number 29. We're working 77 now. So that's going to be close for Westbrook, but we know what he's like on fuel. And he comes into the pit lane now. And Shea Adam will watch the stop of the car that is just coming out of the lead of GT Le Mans. This is the 67 Ford of Jeff Ganassi Racing. We've heard this story before, John, where all of a sudden the 67 Ford GT doesn't necessarily qualify terribly well. 
and then hey there's about an hour to go and there's a one on the side of it it will be richard westbrook taking this car to the checkered flag ryan briscoe sitting comfortably at the top of the pit perch where uh, chip ganassi is actually here this weekend as well so what better way than to get a win in front of the big man these are slick brand new michelin tires they are not scrub rubber as clearly that's been the way to go with the differing conditions waiting on the fuel as the car comes off the air jacks richard gives it a little bit of a rev and i'm sure he's told immediately hey don't rev the engine that's just wasting fuel while it's going in and fuel nozzle still attached waiting there we go he's cleared to leave and he actually tears up a bit of tape from the pit box they won't be needing that again as that car should not come back and visit the pit lane before the end of this one 52 minutes it's not going to be easy from there but i think it is doable ganassi have played the strategy card we thought the 67 early on didn't we was maybe saving a bit of fuel and now richard westbrook who is the ace johnny softfoot is out onto the circuit and joins in right behind his teammate which is exactly where he was before he came in dirk muller possibly to the end as well from there so earl bamba by 10.7 seconds leads gt Le Mans from the corvette of antonio garcia in second then tom blomqvist for bmw He's got Nick Tandy right up his tailpipes in the 911 Porsche in the battle for, four, for third and fourth in GTD. Mario Farnbacher has cycled back after the pit stops into the lead of GT Daytona. As Lawson Aschenbach pits from second in the number 74 Mercedes, Jack Hawksworth will go through into second place in the 14 Lexus. About 14 seconds between first and second then. And then Scott Hargrove will be the next through, but he's another 29 seconds further back down the road. It's full service for the number 74 Lone Star AMG GT4. Good to have them back in the championship. And there were sticker Michelins that have gone on to that car, just waiting for the fuel and waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Read a chapter of my book now. It's all part of the... All part of the BOP there, side by side out of turn number two and the 9-11 makes up a position. Nick Tandy charges into third in class after being dead last. Remember that car jumping the start with Patrick Pilet. Had a drive through, had to fight its way through all of the traffic and has had no help from yellow flags to do that. An extraordinary run. Is that the spirit of the race contender from the number 9-11 Porsche? Tandy and Pilet on fine form today. Tandy last weekend doing it in the wet, now doing it in the sunshine. Nick Tandy a man for all seasons. Hashtag mid or SOTR to at IMSA Radio. Let's give you a Cadillac in-race update from the top of the field. Juan Montoya by three seconds, the number six accurate Penske leads it. Coming through turn five now, heading down the hill to the right-hander at six, Tristan Nunes is second position in the 77 Mazda. He has 35 seconds on his teammate Jonathan Bomarito in the 55, who has three seconds on fourth place, the first of the Cadillacs, Felipe Nazar. Checking through to see, I think those are the only four on the lead lap at the moment. Yes, they are. Right, in GT Le Mans, Porsche Earl Barmer leading in the 912 by about 18 seconds, 10 seconds from Antonio Garcia who's got nine seconds on the charging 
Nick Tandy in the 911 Porsche, then it's BMW 25, Ford 66 and 67. I thought they'd just swapped over, actually. Which ones? 66 and 67. I thought Westy had gone through that. Yes. Uh, no, 66 car was ahead of 67 okay. the last couple of after, laps. After, after the round after of pit, the round of pit stops. Thank yeah. you. And in GT Daytona, Farnbacher in the 86 from Hawksworth in the 14 Lexus from Hargrove in the 911, number 9. And then it's Brian Sellers in the defending champion Lamborghini. Then the Audi R8 Huracan, uh, the RER8 GT3, excuse me, is next up. And that is the fifth place car, Ryan DL. Andy Lally makes up the top six. That is your Cadillac in race update with Cadillac V Series, because real races never take time off. Let's go down to Shea Adam in the pit lane. 52 minutes to go when Richard Westbrook came into the pit lane, and we know that the 67 crew is really good on saving fuel, but Ryan Briscoe, just how much soft pedaling is Westy going to have to do to win this race? I mean, at this point, I think it's it's all go. I mean, we're good on fuel, and we've just got to try to run as hard as we can, but, uh, you know, it's been so much of a track position sort of a race here, no yellows. Um, we were hoping to get the 66 in the in that pit, in that pit sequ sequence, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we're running P6, so we'll see what happens here, but uh, it's going to be tough to move forward unless something happens. So hoping for a yellow? Yeah, definitely. That'd be nice. What are the strategists saying after the guys had the stop? Uh, Do the people ahead of you still have to stop? Do you know? Ahead of us? I think everyone's good to the end now, so um, pretty much it's just run as hard as we can, you know, and the car's been running pretty well. Uh, the first stint on my qualifying tyres, they were they were a bit blistered up after qualifying and it was a bit of a struggle, but since then the car's been running pretty strong, but it's just hard to move forward. Hey, let's hope for a yellow. No, let's not. You can't say that, Shea. 46 minutes to go. Battle at the front of the field, still that three-second gap, but traffic plays such a big part. Jonathan Bomarito in a battle of his own in the 55 third place master with Felipe Nasser trying to close him down. Ricky Taylor's not that far away in the seven Acura either. He's just done his best middle sector. No, that's right. He's hanging on to the tail of that, uh, the damaged number seven Acura. They're both the lap down, but uh, he's dropped up back a little bit on that last lap, actually, did the number 10 car. Jordan and Ringy, just two seconds apart. Not too far behind them also, the number 84 car. It's Stephen yeah. Simpson who's taken over for Simon Trummer in that car. Yeah, he's put some good laps in. 14-2 last time around, only battered by Ricky Taylor with a 13-7. Traffic playing a huge part. Justin Nunes just put in a 13-8. Traffic playing such a big part. Yeah. Number 10, Cunningham and Alter. Car's been strangely off form all this weekend, and Renga was really struggling in it in the start of the race as well. On the tyres on which he qualified Jeremy and sure why that he's never really got to the bottom of it but the car doesn't look like it's a particular handful to drive but they just haven't had the pace yeah true Ooh. might be worth a word race, with, uh, race leader there had to uh, jink wide to go around the, the I think it was Andy Lally in the number 44 Lamborghini that's just made a pit stop a little while ago running in the 11th position a lap down to the leaders in GTD after making that pit stop. He had been running in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th position. And uh, he tried to give 
room for Montoya to go around the outside of him on the uh, right-hand side of the Lamborghini coming towards the start-finish line. But by that time, Montoya was already committed to going to the left, so <laughs> a bit of a uh, evasive action there required. But uh, no harm, no foul. He was able to get through with the gap, though, between first and second. Now he's down to less than a second for the first time in a little while. What a great lap last time around by Ricky Taylor. Fastest middle sector of anybody. And Jordan Taylor hanging on to his coattails, as we mentioned. That car's fastest lap of the race, so possibly stung by the criticism. I'm sure he's listening on 90.3. <laughs> Come on, Jordan. 113.5 from the Black Cadillac last time around. The leaders in the third sector at the moment. Jeremy and I leaning forward to see what traffic they'll come up against. Corvette. Corvette for the number six. It goes through. There goes the Mazda following it through. It's going to be about two seconds. Yeah, 1.8 as they went through this time. It's amazing how this is ebbing and flowing. Still one more stop for the prototypes, of course. And the question is, Jeremy, when do you take it? I reckon they're getting close to being in the window now to go to the end. No, another couple of laps, probably. A couple of laps, do you think? Yep. 43 minutes, yeah. So, so 40 minutes to 35 to 40 minutes. The 77 car uh, is generally coming in one lap sooner than the number six but you want to stay out another couple of laps if you can so Jeremy do you favour the right we can get to the end from here let's take our stop first and then we're sorted or do you favour the let's stay out in a race that's been green for such a long time because it's unlikely we're going to get caught the wrong side of a safety car well, I wouldn't be surprised to see neither team change tyres at this pit stop in order to keep uh, keep warm rubber on the cars uh, that's going to be the tricky thing here uh, if you can stay out and do one more lap uh, and uh, Nunez was a little bit unlucky with the traffic there on that particular lap coming through the final couple of corners all of a sudden now he's a, a couple of seconds behind in second place one problem one tour was able to get through the carousel in the final corner with a little bit of an advantage while the BMW held up uh, Nunez just a little bit unwittingly of course uh, but uh, it's you know, if you can stay out one lap longer on hot tyres, that sometimes can be an advantage. And that, I think, has played to the favour of number six car yes. uh, in this race. Well, it's not cold anymore, though, Shea, is it? Nope, I'm kind of regretting wearing an extra jacket under my fire suit. Um, it's definitely not cold. There's still a little bit of a chill in the air. But the pit board has just come down for the 55 Mazdas. And indeed it is. It is in the pit lane for Jonathan Palmerito from third. So we'll see. Do they do tyres? Yes, they do. They are going to change all four of the tires on this number 55. And these, for the first time, look like brand new Michelins. Let's see. Oh, hard to say, John. Honestly, there's a little bit of uh, the shine that's already been taken off of these tires. They might have only done one lap. They were trying to scrub in tires this morning, but it was awfully difficult because there was no track temperature. And uh, several teams went wow. out there and uh, they, they ran two or three laps and the, the, car, the tires looked brand new. Share Adam, in terms of how long the car was stationary, that, I don't think that was a full tank for the Mazda. 27 seconds worth of the car being uh, worked on. And the max fuel capacity for these cars is 30. Okay, Share Adam, thank you. The chequered flag ends the race, but not the conversation. The race chat continues in Michelin Post Race Tech Live. The original fan interaction show here on IMSA Radio. 
at IMSA Radio plays and the hashtag Michelin PRT. Questions, points of order, things you've noticed. If you want to have a little rant, we don't mind that as well. You drive the editorial content in our post ratio, hashtag Michelin post PRT, hashtag Michelin PRT at IMSA Radio. I feel there's some talking points coming here and we might not have heard the last of what they are. A bit of a slow moment for the 76, which is the McLaren. Been going so well. Matt Plum is cruising at the moment. He Race should get in through the into the pit lane as first and second is in the pit lane. Shadow. And they are pitted where the 77 hits its marks first and then does the sixth. For the Penske, they are doing scrub rubber on the left side first. Nope, they are going to do all four tires. And at the bottom, new Michelin tires. Looks like all four, but again, they look like they have a little bit of the sheen taken off. But again, they're so close to looking perfectly new. All right, now the race is on. The Acura is already off of its uh, jacks, as is the Mazda. Who is going to move first? The Acura short field last time, remember, so it should be the Mazda getting away first. But the Acura does engage in gear first. They're a little bit further up the pit lane. Oh my goodness, they're going to be so close when they get back on a track. Tristan Nunez knows what he has to do. He has target acquired on Juan Pablo Montoya. This really is the Jaws music time. And that should be their last stop with 40 minutes to go. I think the, the stops are about the same, so the gap between them is about the same. Might have actually been extended just a little bit. It was three seconds on the lap before they made the pit stops. I fancy it might be a, a tad more than that by now. Number 31 car also in out of third place. I think it's about five seconds, Jeremy. Yeah, I do too. I think the Mazda, the, they're taking no chances with the Mazda. Remember, they ran this car out of fuel in the uh, qualifying session with Ollie Jarvis with two laps two corners to go on his last lap the engine just cut out completely with a lot loss of fuel pressure we've got the 31 car in Felipe Nasser as well now uh, that car is waiting now can Jonathan Bomarito go through yes he can he's just gone past our box so he goes back up into third so it is it is a dash to the end now with the final stops being made at the front of the field so where does the 31 get out does he get in front of Ricky Taylor haven't seen Ricky come through. No, Ricky Taylor's gone through. So definitely Bomarito got through. Say what? Bomarito definitely went through. Went through ahead what? of uh, NASA before NASA cleared the pit lane. Now there's sure. Ricky Taylor going through. So he didn't get ahead of, of Ricky, but he did get ahead, I think, of Bomarito. Yeah. No, that's the 77. That's Nunes going through. Okay. I've confused myself there. 5.2 seconds is at the front of the field anyway. I'll re give you the rundown in a moment in our Cadillac V-Series in-race rundowns. Let me tell you what's going on in GTD then. Mario Farnbacher by 8.1 seconds as Jack Hawksworth is beginning to close in there. The Acura versus the Lexus and third at 19 seconds further back, the number nine Porsche, that's the tartan-coloured Porsche. A huge gaggle of cars all within a couple of seconds of each other, including Brian Sellers, Townsend Bell, Lawson Aschenbach, and respectively the 48, 12, and 74 Lamborghini wow. Lexus and Mercedes. Oh, okay. Number seven car. Uh, I think Ricky Taylor's up to third. When did he make his pit stop? He made his pit stop. Yeah. He, made it, he was the first oh. one to make his pit stop. Oh, yeah, that was a long time ago, yeah. wasn't it? He made it on 79. Right, so, so he, I think he, he got he, one more yeah. pit stop so, before yeah, the he end. needs another pit stop, yeah. 
I don't think they can go to the end from there. But it could be a bit of a spoiler. Uh, in GTLM, in our Cadillac rundown, Earl Bamba by nine seconds now, and it's just trying to pull away from Tonio Garcia, but Tonio's just put his fastest first sector of the racing in the number three Chevy Corvette, and Nick Tandy's only seven and a half seconds further back. My question is to whether Nick Tandy, who is uh, three laps worse off on fuel than most of the people around him, can make it to the end. It'll be tight, I think, for Tandy. And at the front of the field, Montoya by five and a half, six Acura from 77 Mazda, from Ricky Taylor, who we think it needs another stop. Number seven car with the damage on the right front. Then Jonathan Bomarino, he's only a couple of seconds back anyway from Ricky Taylor. It's the 55 Mazda, then the Cadillacs, led by the 31. Then the 10. Then the, far, then the 84, Stephen Simpson in the bright yellow JDC Miller Motorsport car, and then the five of Philippe Albuquerque from Mustang Sampling. Top 10, made up by Junkos Racing and Tristan Frotier just rejoining, just ahead, I think, the 85 of Colin Brown. And I still reckon then that it's only the top four on the lead lap. That's our Cadillac in-race update with Cadillac V-Series. Well, five at the moment, because number seven owes us a pit stop, I think. Right. Yes, OK. Cadillac V-Series in-race update with 35 minutes to go. Yeah. Hashtag Michelin PRT for the post-race tech show, by the way, at Ipsa Radio. Hello to Darren. Thank you very much indeed. Nigel, S. Dobby tuned in as well. Let's have your questions and your nominations. And the, oh. the, the number seven car, by the way, that made that pit stop on lap 77. That was an, in anticipation of, of a full course caution. Which didn't happen. Which Catherine didn't happen. Number five out. and number seven then are off strategy yeah. with everybody else. It's finally well. happened for the 66 Ford that the wheel arch that had gone missing, the rest of the bodywork has collapsed onto the left rear Michelin tyre. And it's throwing rubber smoke all over the place. It's the inner wheel arch. He's going to have to pit. He's going to have to pit and does immediately, here comes the six. Now this is interesting then. So the six is coming now, Jeremy, because he can go to the end from here, obviously with 34, Seven, yeah. but it'll be a short pit stop. Now he's trying, this is part of our Porsche keys to the race. What are you gonna do? Where's he gonna come out? It will have been a short fill. He rejoins, he can't possibly, surely get ahead of Bomarino. No, he's gone through. I think Felipe no, no. Nasser as well. You, you, yeah, he'll come out, I think, in, in fifth position. Behind Nasser. Yeah, he should be well behind Nasser. The question is whether he can get out ahead of the number 10 car, who is just coming around uh, the carousel right now. And is, that, is he out of the pits? He's made a stop. Yeah, OK, so he's done that comfortably. Yeah, absolutely. John Very Taylor, Stephen Simpson putting fast times in. Stephen Simpson, his fastest of the race, at 13.6 in the bright yellow 84 GDC Miller Motorsport Cadillac in seventh position. Do you not think Ricky Taylor might... Oh, into China Beach, the 54 Nissan. Colin Brown, pits are closed. We're gonna go full course yellow. It's all up for grabs in the last half an hour of the Acura Sports Car Challenge here at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. 
And there's two Fords between first and second as they go through past us, but everyone else is back in the game now, Jeremy Shaw. They are, and it was a lap too late for number seven car to get uh, an opportunity to get back on the lead lap. So it is uh, then one lap down after that pit stop, but he did come out well ahead of the uh, number 10 car of Jordan Taylor. Just a rare mistake by Colin Brown, who went straight on at turn four and into the gravel that the locals call China Beach. I should just mention, by the way, that Brian Sellers in the Lamborghini Huracan of Paul Miller Racing, the number 48, put his fastest lap of the race in just before that caution came out, a 125-1. And no, check now. that. Where's his? A one twenty-one, one. And that's uh, pretty close to the fastest lap in class there today, and that's going to close up as well. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> but, uh, yes. but we've got, I think, ten cars still on the lead GTD lap, all the way down to Chase Parker in the Audi. Parker Chase. Ari, uh, Chase Parker. Parker Chase. Thank you. <laughs> Parker Chase in the number eight. And that is the Audi R8 LMS GT3. Should come round. Actually, do you know what? I think Andy Lally might stay. No, don't think so. Yeah, I think Andy's will that down. Yeah, I agree. It might just be Parker Chase. Actually, it might only be the top nine. I'm going to revise that and say it's only down to the 63 car of Tony Vlander. So the snatch track to the JCB in action for the first time our first full course caution we've gone two hours and eight minutes before the double yellows have had to come out in an extraordinary sprint race here for the Acura Sports Car Challenge. Jeremy Shaw, quick thought from you while yeah, we well, get a we chance went to take uh, our breath. Over two hours didn't we before the first caution period uh, half an hour remaining right now. This is going to be a uh, frantic dash to the chequered flag. This is going to give uh, Tristan Nunez one last chance to try and find a way past Juan Pablo Montoya. Yeah, past Juan Pablo Montoya. Good right, luck. yeah, that sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, there's going to be battles in, in all the classes. Unfortunately, not in LMP2 because of the problems early on for the uh, number 38 car. So, number 52, we haven't mentioned that all, all, uh, all, all race pretty much. That car's. It's uh, just ahead of all the GT uh, LM cars, actually, in the 12th position overall. The number 52 for PR1 Matheson Motorsports, which is uh, making a pit stop right now. Uh, pits are open for prototype. Only one take a share, Adam. And that would be the car that Jeremy was just talking about, the PR1 Matheson Motorsports LMP2 car. Matt McMurray looking to give his dad, Chris, a very nice birthday present in the form has of a Matt, trophy. Has Matt been in since the start of, of the race? No, Eric Lux took the start. He was okay. the qualifying driver. Right. So he did do his minimum drive time, and, and Matt's been driving a very long time, but he's, he's an encouragable young man. He likes to drive as much as he can. They're giving him four scrubbed Michelin tires. They're doing uh, fuel already done are they going to do a windshield tear off yep i think they are and just waiting on the left rear tire absolutely no urgency necessary though get this pit stop done get the wheels on the car and get Matt back out so that they can bring home the trophy thanks shit now let's have your questions points of order hashtag mitchell and prt for post race tech on rs2 imsa radio and your nominations for Spirit of the Race. That's hashtag hmm, mid SOTR. Excuse me, Townsend Bell found a way past uh, Brian Sellers, did he? Just before that really? uh, caution. Brian had just put his fastest lap in. 
of, of the race. He did a 21.7 just before that came out. But yes, that is, seems to be the case. Or was that I done on so. pit stops? Uh, no, I don't think so. Last note I made was four, three or four laps ago, but uh, number 48 car was ahead of number 12, but just came past here. I'm pretty sure number 12 was ahead of 48. Yes, it was. So the bright orange 19. Acura NSX leads number the field. Number, number 19 car making a pit stop there. That is uh, still on the lead lap. Done a nice job. And I think there's several other cars. I think maybe Andy Lally might be on the just got the wave past, I th wave around, I think, along with uh, Tony Vlander in number 63 Pit Ferrari. Pits are showing us open for GT share, Adam. Now they are, uh, but the safety car has not yet come past. So that meant that Alex Ribeiros would have come into the pit lane when the pits were technically still closed for GT cars because it was still the prototype's turn. So he would have come by well, on his wave by lap. Well, it's on the screen that pits were open, and he came in after that appeared on the screen. I think it is once the safety car has come by, though. I'll double-check with Johnny Knotts and make sure that that is not a penalty. But to me, that just seems a little bit odd. That's not typical protocol. Okay. Well, try that. He'll either get done for coming in while the pits were closed or breach of wave-round. One of the two. I think if you see the sign on the screen that says pits open for GT and you're coming to the pit entrance, then you dive in because your team just told you that. Now, that's just been taken off the screen now. But it was definitely there. I'm not going mad. <laughs> Commencing final wave bite, it says now. We've got a couple of safety vehicles out on the track just following the Nissan all the way back round. One of the Porsche Cayenne safety vehicles and one of our official IMSA safety trucks from Chevy, both with the branding of AMR for 2019, and we thank them for supporting safety in motor racing here in IMSA. So we have got the top three together, Jeremy, behind the Acura NSX safety car. So, right, everybody, yeah, you've had your back. breath. Stand back. Just might have taken a step or two back yes. from the fence line. As the 54 peels into the pit lane, which are ah, now Colin Brown may well be blameless here because I thought it looked odd that he just drove into China Beach. Left front suspension is broken on that car. He's done well to get it back. Meantime, Shea has a definitive word on whether the pits were open, closed, and penalties. Okay, the pits were closed for GT cars at the point in which Alex came in, took emergency service, one tire change. They still have an obligation to fulfill, though, John. The 19 car, the Morrisby car, must come down the pit lane when it's an all-call for everybody and serve a drive-through penalty, or else they're going to have to serve a drive-through penalty when we go back to green flag. So hopefully they've read the rulebook, and I should be seeing that gold and uh, black-ish Audi coming down now. Final wave by going on and a huge piece of bodywork on the pit straight, which is a dark red colour. Is that the other Ford has lost part of its bodywork? Because it was the 66 that lost it. I think it is, you know. It is. It's another Ford rear part of the body and that's the darker red colour so that must be from the 67 and Richard Westbrook and that'll need to be picked up we'll see the safety car go or one of the trucks go around in fact there is one of the Chevy twin cab safety trucks heading down the pit straight at the moment I'll see if I can get a look at Richard Westbrook's car is that extraordinary that both of the Fords have had bits fall off the back or at least been knocked off the back 
we sort of think it might be Porsche versus Ford on the 66 car, but I can't tell you any more other than it was a dark and metallic red looking piece in the middle of the track. And I'm pretty certain that even with my poor eyesight, I could see a blue oval on there as well. And an EcoBoost sticker. Thank you very much to our marshals, corner workers and volunteer officials around mid-Ohio. It's been a beautiful end to what's been a trying week for everyone, including all of the officials and you, the spectators, who have turned out here today as well. Brilliant to see so many of you braved what was uh, possibly not going to be the day you thought. Hope we've, we've repaid you with some exciting racing. We're going to have about... 23 minutes to go the safety car lights are out shuffle to the edge of your seat take a deep breath Juan Montoya versus Tristan Nunes versus Jonathan Bomarito and here they go Montoya gets the jump and trying to get a lap back Jordan Taylor in the black number 10 Konica Minolta car there'll be no pass at turn one even start between the top three in fact, the third Mazda is one, two, three down the row. Yeah, a That's couple of lap, several lap cars between the second and third place cars. Yeah. Most speed have served their penalty as the number seven is in there as well. Ricky Taylor, but not getting involved with the Mazda. That's a pretty fair run at the moment, at least. As the second Mazda, the 55 car, that's the third place car. One, two, three lapped cars between it and its sister car. So, pretty decent restart at the front of the field, but a bit of a hip check for the lead of the race coming out of two uh -huh. in GT Le Mans. And Jack Hawksworth has taken the lead. Great pickup by our TV colleagues on the tape. Our tape apes doing brilliant. I say that with much, much love, and I realise it's not tape anymore, but upholding wow. a fine tradition. So, Hawksworth to the point in GT Daytona. Mario Farnbacher in traffic. Nowhere to defend coming through turn two, and that's confirmed as they come across the line this time around. Earl Bamba wow. has two seconds on Chevy Corvette driver Antonio Garcia in the number three, and Tom Blomqvist is half a second further back. Then it's Tandy. Tandy's right back in this, you know. There's another spirit of the race. Potential nominee. Dead last. Drive through penalty after a jump start by Pele. Well, and Tandy's just been on it. Yeah, but he's just been overtaken by uh, number 25 car of, uh, of Tom Blomqvist. Yes, he has. You're absolutely right. On the restart. So what a great restart that was by Pablo Montoya. 1 minute 15.5. Nobody else bettered 1 minute 18 on that, la on that restart lap. Brilliant. Montoya, Brilliant. right throughout his career, Jeremy, he's always been good on cold yeah. tyres. Always, always. He was the same in IndyCar, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Known for it. Yep, that's just feel. It is feel, absolutely. And bravery. Yeah. Wow, he's still romping away, too. Still well, we know that. Even more. We know that Mazda takes a wee while to get heat into the Michelins. Same for the Porsches, actually. Tandy flashing his lights at Blomqvist. Second, third and fourth in GT Le Mans coming into the carousel now. Led by the bright yellow Corvette. Then the white, blue and red of BMW M Power and BMW Team RLL. 
Then the Porsche back in works colours now, the white with the black and red. Nick Tandy takes a huge amount of kerb on the apex of turn one. Closes on the BMW there, but there's no way through. Now Jinx to the right-hand side of the track, tries to get position on the inside of turn two. Blomqvist drifts away from the apex in the middle of two, but gets a good exit, but so does Tandy. Tandy in the draft now. Can he draft up to the back using the slipstream? of that BMW ahead of him. And the Cadillac is breaking away in second place. Porsche been on a super roll recently. Crowned world champions in the FIA World Endurance Championship yesterday with their result at Spa. Tandy coming off a win at VLN3 is right underneath the rear wing of the BMW. As they head towards turn 10 and across the rise. Now in the Thunder Rally, those two cars very evenly matched. The gap at the front of the field, 4.7 seconds. Yeah. Another we half a second on that last lap, at least by Montoya. 114.0 for the race leader. But Nunes down to a 14.6, so he is getting some life from those tyres. Jonathan Bomarito back in the shout as well now. Felipe Nasa working his way through in the... Number 31, the red and white car, he had traffic to deal with. Now here's Tandy going up the hill. Will he jink to the right? Try the outbreaking manoeuvre into the keyhole. No, he doesn't. He stays <laughs> right behind. He pushes his way through. It's nose, it's side, it's elbow, it's shoulder. And through goes Tandy. I didn't think there was room there to do that. Well, yeah, Tandy he, was up was, on the curb. That was a classic bump and run, that was. Yeah. He, well, took, he loves NASCAR, and he, that's where he learned that trick. Well, Blancfist may not be happy about that one. Well, that that was absolutely Intimidator-esque. Yes. Tandy, if you're going to do it, learn from the best. Yep. But once he had the room on the inside, he, he wasn't frightened to climb the kerb, Jeremy. Looked like he was going inside early, but then just... Well, he, he had actually Michelin's on the grass. Yeah. He had the right side Michelin's on the grass. Looked like he was going to get through. Then Blomqvist... Bump, there he goes, and then he dives well, along the inside. Tandy's yep. going to say that Blomqvist overbraked there <laughs> and parked, <laughs> yes, and parked it is. on the apex. But the onus is on the overtaking oh, driver yes, to make agree. a clean pass. Absolutely Darn agree. Late. This is going to be a good run in race control. Absolutely agree with you. But I'm, I'm guaranteeing you what <laughs> Tandy's going to say. Yep. That one might be fought out afterwards. But it's been a cracking run from Tandy and Pele. Pele made the mistake to start with, but had a fantastic first stint, finding his way through all of that traffic. Jeremy still giggling about that. <laughs> it was that. fun. I mean, there was not a Porsche uh, width on the, on the racetrack no, between, the, uh, between, <laughs> between the BMW and yeah. the grass, but uh, Porsche made it through. That was fun. Richard For Westbrook and Dirk Muller together. Yes. Meantime, at the front of... The GTD field, Townsend Bell in the number 12 car. With what is that? That's Mario Farmbacker now behind him. I'm sorry, that's Jack Hawksworth and Mario Farmbacker. Townsend Bell's a couple of cars further back behind Scott Hargrove. Yeah. Top four separated by seven seconds. So they've been split up a little bit in traffic in GTD. In GT Le Mans, though, Earl Bamba, yeah, comparatively out. speaking, has checked out. And now Nick Tandy's got some room on the racetrack. He's trying to close down 
the 2.1 wow. second gap to Tonio Garcia and he's setting his personal fastest lap of the race 1.19.2 which I think is the fastest GT Le Mans lap of the race by Nick Tandy the moment he was sprung or at least sprung himself from behind Tom Blomqvist no sign that that is being investigated by the way nothing on the timing screen and nothing on our race control channel 48 car back ahead of the 12 did that happen on that last lap uh, yeah, must I have think, yeah I think it did only yes. by six tenths that's a so good battle, Sellers back it? past out Townsend Bell up into fourth position then the number 73 car is right there as well that is Patrick Long ah <laughs> That's what and I was, sorry, that's why I got confused, Jeremy. I was watching an onboard of Townsend Bell and was wondering how the Acura had got back ahead of it. Well, it wasn't an Acura, but it was a Lamborghini instead. And it was Bell looking at Sellers and not Hawksworth looking at the back of Farmbacker. So that's what I was yeah, seeing on the onboard. Take your eye off this for a moment God. to check the timing screen and you've missed three passes. Extraordinary still. 15 minutes to go, Jeremy. Montoya got enough here. 14-3, 14-3. It's evened out now at the front of the field. Jordan Taylor pushing hard, trying to sudden, catch his brother. 13-3 for him. All of a sudden, the 25 car is back with the 911 again as they came past here. So I'm wondering whether number 911 car is uh, re fixing to give that position back. All of a sudden, he lost four seconds on that lap. I think he might be... Uh, yeah, willing maybe. To, to give up that position again and, and try and make a pass again. He hasn't let him pass yet, though. No. They're together coming down towards turn four. Maybe a bit of traffic could have slowed Nick down. No, there was no traffic involved no? for sure. Well, no. Not sure what's happened there, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, one thing that's happening is Nick is working his rear Michelin's very hard and he's sliding around a lot. And. But he's not, that's not restitution that's being made there. So that must have been a mistake by Tandy. Tonio Garcia responds to the, th the threat he thought was coming from Tandy with his fastest lap of the race. Jordan Taylor still trying to close in on his brother. Ricky in the number seven Acura and Jordan in the 10 Cadillac. Now just 1.6 seconds between them. And Tristan Nunes down in the 13s, but so this time is Montoya. So that's stabilised at 4.7 seconds. Felipe Naza catching Jonathan Bomarito, who slow lap from Bomarito last time, a 16-1. And that's why they're together. Battle at the front of GT Daytona, just for good measure. All the classes, except LMP2, where one of the runners has had an issue, all the classes with battles for the lead of class, or for at least major positions. Townsend Bell just lost another position, this time to number 73 Park Place Porsche. Which is Patrick Long driving that car in the dark grey with the dark maroon stripes. GTD lead has been out, battle has been outstanding all day. Parker Chase in the Audi number 8 just put his fastest middle sector in. So there's still life in these Michelin tyres and as the fuel burns off with 13 and a half minutes to go. Fantastic stuff. Nominations, please. Hashtag mid or SOTR. Ian McCarthy says corner workers and marshals. We've seen some amazing action in hideous weather worldwide this season. It's the been the year of the marshals, says Ian. Agree? Then vote for the marshals and the corner workers here or nominate someone else. Hashtag 
mid or SOTR for the spirit of the race at IMSA Radio. Ryan Hunter Ray getting shears nom over my headset. Hard one to argue with. I'm going to say the 911 crew. Nick Tandy have they've battled back. Easy to just say that's that. Making a mistake earlier on. Patrick Peely in particular, I thought was outstanding in his first stint. As he came up through the field, had to pass every single GTD car to get on the back of the GTLM field and did, and then passed GTLM cars as well. See it. Ricky Taylor's doing a good job for accurate a slightly hobbled car. More action at the carousel as the 73 Park Place Porsche oh. gets jiggy. So that was the pass there on Townsend Bell. Townsend left the door open and then tried to cut back. It's got some damage to the right-hand side there. Townsend was pretty fair there through the middle of the corner. It left a car's width. The Park Place car, I think, has got damage. Yeah, it has. It was a pretty stamp hit, wasn't it? Side-to-side -side contact like that, you'd be worried about cutting a tyre. Fifth position at the moment. Just wondering, oh, the mirror, the green mirror, falls off the Park Place car. Had a couple of mirrors go today. A couple of three mirrors go today, in fact. That uh, mirror on that side has been dangling for a while on the Park Place car. Tom Blomfist, his fastest lap of the race. 119.5 for the... Number 25 BMW as he continues to chase Nick Tandy down, but he's done at 19.4. 3.3 seconds between Tandy and second place at the moment. Two and a half seconds between Tonio Garcia and the Corvette number three, who is in second place, and the leader Earl Bamber in the 912 Porsche. 11 minutes to go. All of a sudden, six seconds between first and second as the Mazda of Tristan Nunez doesn't get the best of traffic. And another 1 minute 16 seconds for Jonathan Bomarito in second place. He could be under threat shortly, except Felipe Nasser's had an 18, a 118. This is yeah, all down well, to the traffic. It is, yeah, working their way through that GTD field and now the GTLM cars as well. Or shortly the GTLM cars. They passed the 66 car last time and the two Fords have really faded during this race. Well, the 66 has got damage and Westbrook's finally got past him and he's pulled out eight seconds. He's following Dirk around for a long time on that car. The little bit of full-course yellow that we had will have assuaged any worries for the GT Le Mans cars about getting to the end, anything other than full, full fat, full rich. Same for the guys at the front of the field. So fuel mileage not now an issue. Inside the last 10 minutes, your votes and nominations, please, for Spirit of the Race, hashtag mid or SOTR to at IMSA Radio. And your questions, point arising, observations for Michelin Post Race Tech, the original end user design show. You take control of the editorial hashtag Michelin PRT to at IMSA Radio inside 10 minutes to go now and a pretty handy advantage for Juan Pablo Montoya it's just a brilliant restart he's stretched it away from Tristan Nunez in second place Shea Adams gone very quiet in the pit lane 
and that can only possibly mean she is looking very careful, carefully at people's body language on the pit lane. Who's looking confident? Who's looking a little worried at the moment, Cher? Acura looking very confident with the number six machine right now. Porsche looking very confident with their two cars right now. Uh, any fuel concerns for Nick Tandy not making it to the end of the race were completely assuaged by that caution. So he is good to go. And um, Lexus, well, they have good poker faces. Thank you, Cher. The man, Roger Penske, the captain, watching on as his driver, Juan Montoya goes by Nick Tandy, who's leading, who's uh, third rather in the GTLM category. Six seconds is a decent margin now. That is a margin that you can manage. And with the spotters helping out, try and hit traffic at the right time. He's coming through the GT Le Mans. First, second and third. Tandy yeah. already put to the sword and it'll be Tonio Garcia next. He'll catch him in the carousel so he will lose a little bit of time yeah but the good news is for him the gtlm cars unexpectedly uh, have, have stretched out with the number nine twelve well clear of number three who's who's well clearer than nine Indeed. eleven and blomqvist actually is the one that's closest there yeah tandy having to push pretty hard to keep a second's gap between himself as felipe nasser goes fastest of anyone in the second sector so the Cadillac number 31 has found a bit of clear air in his chase to the podium. 1.13 flat for NASA last time around. And it's under three seconds between him and Bomarito for the final step on the podium in GTD, crossing the line right now in front of us. It's still less than half a second with Scott Hargrove only two and a half seconds further back. So if there's any kind of stumble between those two, off! And off has gone the Icarus Hargrove in third, just as I mentioned him. Turn one, big hit, big hit into the retaining tyre barrier. Six and a half minutes to go. Now, he didn't seem to have anyone around him. An extraordinary thing. Just speared off sideways and backwards into the tyre barrier. Now, is that car... There wasn't another class car behind him, and I didn't see whether there was anything, anybody else. There was no one around him, Jeremy. I don't know whether he just okay. missed his turn in or something broke on the car, but that will allow Brian Sellers to go through into a podium position. Told us earlier on this weekend he was looking for a trophy to take home. Got the children with him this weekend, Mia and Liam, and he wanted a bit of silverware for the kids and will go through in a moment or two's time, five and a half minutes to go. Still green. I'm looking up to the starter stand on the pit straight. And it's not even a yellow flag there. There's a yellow flag at turn one. Hargrove's car beached. No sign of movement there. Still looking up and we're still green. Six minutes, six minutes, uh, six seconds rather, first to second. The battle is for the final step on the podium here, Jeremy. Felipe Nasser has closed in within a second and a half now of Bomarito. Yes. There'll be no overtaking in turn one, of course, so that takes away potentially one overtaking manoeuvre. Ricky Taylor 
and Jordan Taylor are only a second apart as well. They're fifth and sixth in the Acura number seven in the black shiny Cadillac number 10. But the closest battle on the field, on this track at the moment is for GTD and for the top step of the podium in GTD. Lexus versus Acura. Exact replay of last year. Hawksworth in the lead. Well, it was it yeah, the other Lexus last year, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. was yeah, but it was Lexus versus Acura. Yes, indeed. Acura looking to win two classes. Meantime, going down towards turn four. The Mazda is coming under pressure from Felipe Nasser in the red and white wheel and Cadillac. The Cadillacs have not been at the front of the field today or indeed this weekend. And the 31 car with Durrani and Nasser behind the wheel have been the best of them. And this is a real chance to salvage something for their championship aspirations here and grab third position. Under four minutes to go. Felipe Nasser won 12.8 last time around. That's only four tenths away from the fastest lap of the race, which was set on lap six by Ollie Jarvis in the wow. 77 car. Where was that pace in the early stages? Half a second between those two now, Jeremy. That is game on with a couple of laps still to go. Well, it looks like race control are going to leave Scott Hargrove's car there. They must know that he's been talking to the pits and doesn't require any attention. It's a call to keep us racing with the waved yellow at turn one. It's putting the onus on the drivers. I kind of like that call. It's saying to the guys, come on, you've got to act sensibly if you want us to stay green here. If, I'll tell you now, if he sees anything he doesn't like, it'll be full course yellow. So down into turn one, the battle for GT Daytona. Past the Hargrove car, now climbing up. If anything, Hawksworth has edged out maybe a car's length, but that's about all. All of a sudden, the lead has come down to under five seconds. Surely Montoya is just managing this. Jordan Taylor trying to get to his brother, Hargrove, out of the car. Hargrove out of the car, and that's why, I think that's why it stayed green. Good to see, because that was a big hit. Scott out of the car. Side by and side. Side by side. Headed towards the yellow flag. Yellow flag. Can't go through there. Can't go through. They both overtook the Porsche. Surely there's still a yellow flag there. Shea Adam can see that better than us. There's a yellow flag at turn one still. Static yellow flag at turn one. Yes. They're both going to get pinged. They are both going to get pinged for overtaking that Porsche. That is extraordinary. Car 31. Penalty. Pass under yellow. Drive through. It's come up straight away. Waiting to see if the 55 gets called as well. It must have been close. Championship leader at the start of this race. It's going to be... Felipe Nasser. I don't think it's going to be white flag next time. By. That's going to put Ricky Taylor in the mix. And the 55's crawling. Bomberito's crawling. Are you kidding? Out of fuel. Out of fuel. He was well, two two laps. They did that in qualifying as well. I reckon that was the other car, Jeremy. But yes, I reckon well, he's two yes. laps short. So coming to the overtake, the static flag is still definitely there at turn one. So the 31 is going to get pulled out of it. So Ricky Taylor might yet be on the podium. This is an extraordinary finish again, and we haven't even talked about GT Daytona for a while, and they're still battling down at turn four. 
And number one, 31 car is... Uh, 31 car into the pit lane. Andy Lally's just done his fastest lap in the Lamborghini, number 44 from Magnus. Fantastic, isn't it? You've got 111 laps on the car and they're still doing their fastest laps. Chapeau to everybody here. We did say the track would be at its very best at the end of the race. 36 seconds left on the clock. Penske up on the wall. 2.1 seconds now. Where is the leader? Definitely the GTD guys are going to get another lap. Here they come. There goes the four Corvettes. Many laps down, drive shaft failure there. White there goes flag. the six, white flag. One more lap, and there's the master. The 77, what's Nunes got left? Three seconds, and traffic in front of the leader. NASA is back out from his drive through. I think Ricky Taylor must be right there. So that's going to be close for the third step on the podium. Bomarito after a 124 lap, stayed out. So what happened there? He's just gone through. Bomarito's gone through in third, but all of a sudden has dropped a huge amount of time after he was cruising. So maybe he's gone on to reserve. He's got one more lap to go. Push every button you can at that point. Montoya holds his own in the first sector. He's got three seconds to play with. The GTD guys will have one more lap after this one. So long as they aren't passed by Montoya, who is coming up behind them now. Kind of don't want one to go by these guys so that we've got one more lap of this. Here he comes. He's right there. He's in behind the GTD leaders as they come out of the carousel. He's not going to pass them. I think he's actually lifted off. And so he gets the chequered flag and an Acura wins the Acura Sports Car Challenge for the second year running. Through goes Nunes, two seconds behind. Bomarito, I think, will be confirmed in third. But the battle is for GT Daytona. Earl Bamba looking to win for Porsche and the 912. And this is the last two miles for the Acura in second place to try and make it two class wins here. Down through turn three. Hawksworth versus Super Mario Farnbacher. Farnbacher's got the run. Hawksworth will have to defend it to turn four. Farnbacher brings the Acura to the outside. He's right on the ragged end of, edge of adhesion, putting loads of steering correction in there. Backwards and forwards, he lost a bit of time. He's lost maybe two cars lengths, but he's still got a couple of chances. Maybe, just maybe, he can get up to the inside. He's getting terrible understeer from the front end of that car. The car is pushing. He's been off onto the dirty parts of the circuit. Both of the guys throwing these cars around. They were off the ground over the rise at turn eight and nine. This is extraordinary. We asked for two hours and 40 minutes of action, and we're now into two hours and 43 minutes of action with these guys into overtime. But the overtime are the best time, and Farnbacher can't do it. He drifts wide, and it will be Lexus for the second year in a row that wins GTD. Extraordinary. Sheer Adam with some celebrating teams. How about Dane Cameron? Now a winning Penske driver. Congratulations. How does this feel? Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, we were really close here last year, and uh, it's pretty hard to believe it's taken a year and a half to get that win, but uh, pretty special to be a winner for Roger and have him here today. Uh, and to do it here at uh, another Acura sponsored race is really great after letting it slip at, uh, at Long Beach. So uh, great to win this race two years in a row and you know, grateful for all the support for Acura to make this happen. And hopefully this can kind of kickstart a really strong back half of the year for us. Hey, congratulations. Thank you.
Well, well, well. <laughs> Battling right to the flag. The margin of victory at the front of the field, two seconds at the end with Juan Montoya managing a gap that went out as far as six seconds. Still not sure what happened to Jonathan Bomarito in all that. He dropped well back, almost half a minute back from his teammate. Mazda second and third. So two cars on the podium for Mazda. One place better than they were here last year. But that elusive first IMSA victory is still just evading them. Nine seconds further back for Felipe Nasser, who pulled that penalty right at the end uh, for overtaking under yellow in GT Le Mans. Porsche first and third with Corvette number three in the middle. The 912 on the top step of the podium for Earl Bamba and Lawrence Vantour. Their sticky weekend with, with uh, uh, Vantour beaching his... Uh, his hire car and Earl trying to get push him out has ended up in absolute glorious sunshine and the top step of the podium. And in GT Daytona, it's a Lexus win. Jack Hawksworth brings it home with an audacious manoeuvre late on. And it was his teammate who did the hard work earlier on and shares with him now. And yesterday as well, Richard Heistand was a pole position. You're first in the series. Now your first win. How does this feel? Feels great. I mean, I wasn't super happy with my first stint. That Acura was so fast. I made a mistake and he got by. I don't think I would have been able to keep him be behind forever anyway. Jack did an unbelievable job. That pass on the restart, it was just incredible. How he, his pace at the end, people don't realize this Lexus at the end of a stint is very, very hard compared to some of these other cars with the tires. The, what he does at the end of the stint is remarkable. Just look at the, the pace of the other car. What he did is incredible. I'm, I'm thrilled. Congratulations. Time to celebrate. Thank you. Oh, just have to exhale. That's all I can do <laughs> at this point. I've just realised I've been tensed up for two hours and 45 yeah. minutes. My stomach muscles are actually aching. Well, Jeremy Shaw, marvellous stuff there. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Jeremy's just doing a quick uh, addition. I should mention the 52 Orica team uh, unchallenged in LMP2 and finished uh, in 11th overall behind the DPIs that didn't have problems. Uh, let's start with GTD, uh, Jeremy, if you've done that one. No, I haven't, I haven't right, got okay. that far yet. All right, I'll, I'll get back to you in a moment. Shea uh, Adam is down in the pit lane. GTLM points are really easy because the championship leaders coming into this race are the champ are the winners of this race. So it'll still be <laughs> Earl and Larry with a points lead going into the Le Mans summer break. This mid-Ohio circuit produced some stunning green flag racing, says our tweeters. Uh, let's have your hashtag Michelin PRT questions, points arising and observations. Brilliant stuff at IMSA Radio, hashtag Michelin PRT for post-race tech coming up in a little while. And your spirit of the race nominees as well. We'll announce that in Michelin PRT as well. Well, lots of green flag racing. We always say that that brings out the best in everybody. Before we hand the PA and 90.3 FM back to uh, Tony Laporta and uh, the formalities, let's have a word with the GT Le Mans winners. Share Adam. Lawrence Vantour, two in a row at Mid-Ohio and two in a row in 2019. How does this one compare? Ah, really good. Uh, it was a bit of a unknown because we didn't have these conditions in the race. And uh, yeah, we just did a perfect job, Chomps. We did very good homework. And uh, yeah, one extended championship lead. It's a long way to go, but perfect. And as you can hear, Earl has arrived. 
<laughs> Very good stuff. I just want to say a quick thank you to John Fippen, by the way, who's been the other voice on the PA here at Mid-Ohio. He's on the other side of the track, so we never get to see him. But when we're not talking, he is making sure that all of the public service announcements and everything else has got done. John's been here for a very long time, and it was great to hear his voice again uh, here uh, at Mid-Ohio. John, thank you very much indeed. Also, to all of our broadcast team back in London under Tim Grau, executive producer, and, of course, up in Charlotte, the NASCAR Productions, Keith D'Alessandro and the rest of the guys, and our ladies and gentlemen on the cameras here who have had to endure so much this weekend, as have the marshals. We'll try and get one more winner for you, and that would be the guys uh, at the front of the field, Montoya, bringing it home. What a great day for Acura. Jeremy Shaw, some points, please, if you wouldn't mind. Start where you want. Well, let's start with the GTD in that, cl- in that case. Uh, with a second-place finish today, I believe Trent Hinman will take the points lead uh, by four points over uh, Townsend Bell and Fran- Frankie Montecalvo, 84 to 80. Tied for third on 77 points apiece are Patrick Long and then Richard Highstand and Jack Hawksworth. Uh, that's uh, the tie then for third position. In uh, GTLM, as uh, Shea Adams says, uh, the, the victory for Vantour and Bamba will extend their championship lead. They came in here with a four-point advantage. Uh, they will leave with, uh, with more than that because uh, the number 911 car, which was in second place, four points behind, uh, finished in third place. They'll extend that by five points. In the DPI category, uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipa Durrani with a fourth-place finish here today we'll have 120 points to the 116 of Elio Castroneves and Ricky Taylor finished fifth today in third position uh, Jordan Taylor and Renga van der Zander and then in tied for fourth will be the race winners today Dane Cameron and Juan Pablo Montoya and Philip Albuquerque and Joao Barbosa the winners at Long Beach last time around and all of them covered by eight points Brilliant stuff from everyone concerned. We'll be doing it all again in a wee while with not all of the classes at Detroit. Then there's the break for Le Mans and you'll be able to hear that, of course, Test Day and the whole of Mobile One Radio Le Mans on RS1, 91.2 FM at the circuit. But for the moment, for our race coverage, it's bye from Mid-Ohio and stand by, those of you on RS2, IMSA Radio for Michelin post-race tech. Shea, Jeremy, thank you. I'm John Hindorf. It's Tony Laporta for the formalities here at Mid-Ohio Next. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.